So let's give it a listen. 11 seconds in. I'm dying in again in December. Hey, really? Do you want to talk? Joke, <laughs> did he bark? Did he bark? He said... He said... Rayan, explain to me what the fuck's going on in the clip. Explain to me no. where you're at, what you're doing here, Mom's what's going on. Shoot. <laughs> I wish I could explain to you what happened. But I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I was baked out of my mind. <laughs> we went out to pho. Um, yeah, yeah. I was eating pho. I had no idea what was happening. This dude walks behind me uh -huh. and he just barks. <laughs> Wait, you say you're baked out of your mind while you're here? Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Royan, Royan, how you doing today? What you been up to? Man, I've really been up to nothing today. I've just been chilling. Um, you know, I streamed today. Actually, wait, that was totally a lie. Um, today was Eid. It's like a religious holiday. Um, so I celebrated that today. Um, what does celebrated mean? Like, what does that look like? What were you doing to celebrate? Uh, so in the morning, you go to like a, like a, like a big like Eid prayer at the mosque. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And um, so after that, you basically just pray and then you go and you hang out with your family for the rest of the day. And I went to like a brunch with a bunch of my mom's friends. Oh, um, and yeah, that was, that was kind of it. And then I came back nice. and then I took a nap. <laughs> Fair play. Oh, of course, of course. Anyone that's a, like, I've, I've known as majority of streamers, they do not have regular sleep schedules. We are all cracked out of our minds. We're sleeping at the, when the sun rises, we're waking up mid afternoon. It is what it is. I got to say, I love the background. Is that a new addition? My man. Uh, yeah, so I've I've had these lights on. I've always had them, but I never turn them on, and I mm -hmm. always forget to turn them on. Um, but I was like, you know what? I gotta I gotta look <laughs> nice today. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta present myself. So oh. so you know. Oh my goodness! I over you, you see you're over here talking about presenting yourself. Like I said, I'm literally wearing pajama pants underneath my desk. I'm full comfort mode. I, I've done this every show. It's not just here today. It's like. I don't dress up for the, I guess you dress for the job you want. And I guess this is what it looks like. Maybe to stream. We'll see. But I'm, 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 I'm honored and I'm, I'm excited to have you on, uh, Royan. I, I start these shows the same way. And I tell the guests exactly how we connected. And I've kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show. And I'll bring it up now where it is. Uh, we had a Twitter tournament uh, about a month ago. And there were eight total streamers involved. And you yourself was the one that came up on top. It was a week-long tournament there. Now, I do have one question about this tournament, all right? Because I didn't know about the ways in which people, were, you know, are, are interacting with the votes. They're like, you know, they're, they're publicizing and all that jazz, and that's fair play. I love it. But there was one specific person that told me, they're like, dude, they got you. Uh, they, I heard about this uh, poll through, uh, what is it, Vinny Hacker. Can you tell me what happened there? What the hell are you doing? What were you bothering Mr. Hacker for? Yo, I was in a Valorant game with Vinny Hacker. <laughs> what do you mean you were in a Valorant game with Vinny Hacker? What are you doing? Vinny and I are, are friends on Valorant. Mm -hmm. um, so and so he was uh, going through a stream. He was mm. on his stream. He was doing a, I was, he was doing a 12 hour or something. Yeah. And, 
at one point I was like, yo, Vinny, like, there's this poll. I need your help. And he's like, say less. <laughs> my ass got blown up when I heard that. Like, my, my phone overheated. I legitimately had to put my phone in the freezer for a little bit because the battery was too hot. And it was just too much. I was I was laughing. I was dying. I loved it. I thought I was like, hey, you know, do what you got to do to get the votes, I guess. And I mean, that wasn't even the final round. That was the second to final round for you. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you were able to go through. Uh, you, you won that out. Uh, a ton of great streamers there involved. Um, but but there can only be one. So I am I'm, I am excited to get you here, especially before we hit that milestone of 100 shows. So, Rayan. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to have you on. Um, pleasure to be here. I'm going to start off the show the same way as I've always, all right? I want to know. We're going to talk a little bit about your life here on Twitch, and then we'll get into the life story stuff. Now, tell me this, Royan. all right? How long have you had your Twitch account in general? We're talking even before you were streaming. Um, I made my Twitch account in September of 2013. Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. Okay. So 20, yeah. September 2013, and what, what even got you into the platform in the first place? Uh, I used to play professional Counter-Strike, and um, so Counter-Strike kind of got me into Twitch in general because I was watching all the pros play, and mm -hmm. so because there's, there's, Twitch was just like the main platform to watch pros play. Um, funny story, actually, the, the reason I made my Twitch account, I used to just be on Twitch and, and watch, but the mm -hmm. reason I made the account was because there was this big, like, NA versus EU, like, region war going on in, mm. in Counter-Strike. And so there, I'd be seeing all these EU fanboys, like, NA sucks, like, NA trash. So I made my Twitch account to talk smack to people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the, that's the truth right there, a true... You just wanted to represent. You were trying to represent the NA. It was enough of the EU frogs trying to step in our territory. You got to fill me in because my ass didn't. I don't even know where I was in 2013. But did we end up winning that battle between EU? Oh, it's it's still going on. Yeah, oh but and I mean Valorant now NA is way better than EU, so we're chilling. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. All right, amen there. But that's awesome. So you came on here to to watch stream. Who were some of the streamers you were watching at the time when you you made your account? Um, Shroud was like my main streamer at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched like other pro players like Skadoodle. Um, I don't even know Liquid Scream. Um, mm -hmm. Soulcast. Like all these like random uh pro players, and then um. Who else was on at that time? I think Tyler One was also oh, wow, like someone yeah. I occasionally watched around that time, mm -hmm. but he didn't get super big until until later. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So going from you know someone who's creating this account to defend their nation slash you know get into the the pro sports uh, kind of realm, uh, what transitioned you over to streaming? You know, do you remember when your first stream was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually remember my first stream very, very well. <laughs> All right, shoot. Um, Let's hear it. It was, okay, so, like, my first, like, actual stream, not talking about when I started streaming consistently, mm -hmm. um, my first actual stream, I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. I was okay. playing Gary's Mod with one of my friends, <laughs> and we were just trolling on Gary's Mod, and I was like, yo, I just downloaded OBS. I'm just going to hit the stream button, mm -hmm. and... Um, I, I just hit stream and then we were playing Gmod and I was streaming and that yeah. was just kind of my first stream ever. Um, 
I, I, I can't find the VOD anywhere. Like, I, I can't even find, like, the, t the exact date that I did it, but it was back in 2014. 2014. Do you remember how that stream went? You know, who, who stopped in? Any, any uh, the feelings you had, the sensations in your brain when you first went live and you realized, holy shit, I'm now a part of this. No matter who's watching, now I'm a part of this community and went live. Yeah, so it was, I mean, I had one viewer for most of the stream, Mm -hmm. um, but one of my friends was like, oh, if you put giveaway in your title, you'll get a bunch <laughs> of people coming to your stream. <laughs> so you scamming already. You scamming people yeah. at, to oh, uh, at the age I of what, 14, 15? <laughs> Jesus. I didn't actually scam them, though, because I gave away like some 50 cent CSGO skins. Okay. Um, okay. So I put giveaway in my title. I got like 50 viewers. Oh, and, okay. Um, they were like, giveaway when, giveaway when, and I did my whole stream gave away like a dollar worth of skins at the end and people were satisfied is that is that still the meta is this something we need to discover now here on twitch i i mean put giveaway in the title and just be like yeah <laughs> giving away like a human or giving away me ryan <laughs> wait no 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 no, no. let's start with the vote. a human <laughs> no no i'm joking oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> i got you i love that i love that though so you know you said that in 2014 you had started and and then you said, all right, well, you know, you you you. It sounds like after that one, you kind of got the itch. You kind of got that streaming bug. But at what point did you start uh, streaming consistently? Um, so I would just like stream one day every couple months between that first fateful day and mm -hmm. now. Um, but in 2017, my first stream was actually on April 11th, 2017. Yo. Um, I streamed Counter Strike. And I just played like the surfing simulator on Karen Strike. And I just surfed and I had like three people in my chat and I talked to those three people the whole time. And I remember, wow, the ability to just communicate with people through the internet while I'm doing something I love, while I'm enjoying playing mm -hmm. a video game and people like cared about my personality and my gameplay enough to sit there and watch me was kind of what sparked that consistent streaming schedule. Yeah. That's awesome. At what point did you realize you wanted streaming or content creation or whatever to be a bigger part of your life? It took a while, actually, because I wasn't consistent. Um, I was like consistent based off of like a week, like I would stream two days a week, maybe. And, I, and now that I look back at it, that was definitely not enough to grow on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, but I think after just like getting through that first like road bump, road, road bump. Yeah, roadblock or road bump or speed bump. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get into that like first speed bump um, through high school. I started in the end towards my the end of high school. I was seventeen, mm -hmm. um, and once I got to college, I didn't really have time. Yeah. But after my first semester of college, I started streaming consistently, and I was like, "This is something that I want to do even more because I enjoy it so much." I was streaming Fortnite. Um, ring of elysium counter-strike mm -hmm. and league of legends and nice. and i just went crazy on those <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome i like that i mean i i saw on twitter you, you had posted you're like you've been doing this for five years you've been streaming for five years all right that's that's a lot of time and 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 that shows especially sticking around here and continuously doing it your love and commitment tell me some of the highs and lows of that five years give me one high 
in terms of like, yo, this is a highlight of my five years. I love this. I still think about this. I still celebrate this. And give me a low. Give me a difficulty that maybe it's something that you're still struggling with today or something that you had to go through in order to improve yourself as a streamer and content creator. Yeah, so the the high definitely is very recent. Um, hmm. Like very, very recent. One of the, the best things that's come out of streaming is just the people I've met in the Minecraft community, especially. Yeah. Um, I've made some of the best friends I've ever had through this community mm-hmm. and like people that I'm going to invite to my wedding in the future and people oh, that yo. are going to be at my funeral, you know, like okay. the, these are things <laughs> that like, these are people that like, I'm like, yo, we vibe on such an insane level. We're going to yeah. be homies for life. I mean, I hope they feel the same way. <laughs> mm? Why don't you um, name a couple of them? You don't got to keep them vague. You can name a couple yeah, of them. Yeah. I mean, like Kyle, of course, Kyle F is the homie, um, oh, yeah. Audrey and Switch and, and Gracie and mm. all these people that I've just bumped into along my, my journey through Minecraft. It's just been so amazing. Yeah. That's so awesome. How about how about a how about a tough one? How about a low? How about something that that you've had to uh, endure, or something that you are currently enduring um, as a creator? That's that's either teaching you something, or maybe it's just something you're experiencing, and and it's you know it happened. Um, one of the hardest things, honestly, is just not giving up on Twitch even after five years. Yeah, there were a bunch of times where I quit streaming. Like I genuinely just stopped streaming for over a month, two months, three months. My longest break was five months. Wow. Um, back in like 2019, I just stopped streaming for five months. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere with this. I don't know what I'm doing. Like nobody watches my streams. Mm. And so I gave that up and I realized that one day um, I needed to come back because I got a message on Discord from one of my mods. He's like, yo, why haven't you been streaming? And this wasn't someone that I was close with. It was just a guy that had been in my chat very often. And I was like, yo, let me mod him. He's here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, shout out Young Thuggeroni. His name was Young Thuggeroni, the funniest name I've ever heard in my life. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he asked me, like, why are you, why'd you stop streaming? And I was like, man, I just don't feel motivated to do it anymore. Like, mm. I am not growing. Um, I've been doing this for years. And I my goal had been to get partnered back in 2019. That was the goal. Um, and obviously, that goal still goes <laughs> on today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the, the low would just be getting past those, those points of almost giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really, really difficult to get through. And it, it didn't help that like my my mom and dad were like, oh, it's a waste of time to stream. Whereas mm. when I started streaming again, being consistent, you know, connecting with these people and growing is where like my parents started to, you know, support it even more. And they're like, oh, actually, you're popping off. Good, good for you. Wow. Um, and so now that that's what keeps me going. I think I'm taking this momentum forward as far as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I know that even if I go through a slump, I won't give up again because I've been through the worst slumps of my life already. Yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> That's that. I, I love that. I love that. It, it, there's a lot of tenacity behind your story. of, And again, we haven't even gotten really into it, but behind your words, at least of the past five years. I mean, I, I only I think of the, the 99 people I've talked to, I've only talked to one that I can remember telling me the same trajectory of five years and it is a process it is not easy um the platform is oversaturated and and you have to it's weird and and correct me if i'm wrong uh royan but 
when going live in front of people, you could be in front of as many people as you want, but there's still a weird feeling, especially early on when you don't know too many of your friends, there's still a weird feeling of being alone and you're doing this walk alone and you know, you're, we're in our isolated rooms and we're, we're doing our thing and you're, you know, you're having fun, you're playing games. At the end of the day, when you press that end stream button, you're like, well, now I am here with my thoughts and, and my, you know, it, it's a stillness. It's odd. But I love that you, you, you know, it, it's not about how many times you have to step away, but always coming back into the ring and saying, I'm going to throw in my hat because you never know. Maybe, maybe something will click in you and understanding like, yo, this is my niche or this is what I need to do or, you know, fuck it. I'm just having fun and I'm finding out my identity as a, as a human, both online and off. I love that so much, Ryan. That's great. That's awesome. So, uh, that being said, I'm sure you're aware of what it's going to happen next year. All right. <laughs> I think that's a that's such a Chris Hansen way of putting it. I need I need to find a better way of. <laughs> Why don't you uh, take a seat over here, uh, Ryan? There's uh, let's take a seat here. No, um, I have your account pulled up. All right, I have your account pulled up, and I've got three clips. And we're going to talk about this. Are you really ready? Are you really I'm ready? ready. <laughs> did you did you go through uh, Honestly, knowing the format of the show, you did not try to delete any clips that you didn't want to see. Wow. Wow. We got anything. We got a hero here tonight. All right. Well, I'm I, again, like I said, I'm not pulling punches back. I never have never will. But we're going to see some of these clips here on, on Twitch. I'm going to switch over scenes. You could listen along on your end if you're watching the stream. Uh, but this first one here, all right, this first one here, yeah, DMCA is such an issue on this platform, so it's always nice to hear some original music. Why are you looking away, Royal? Why are you looking away? What is this? It's you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen, all right? Yeah. So let me, I'm, I'm going to play this. It's 28 seconds long, okay? And let's just hear some some bars, all right? From the one, the only, Rayon. Some bars. Let's hear it for him. 28 seconds long. Here we go. About to drop some bars. Penis. Rap into my stream, yeah. About to pull up and hit you with a laser beam, yeah. Uh, walk into Haven site and I take you hit the light with the bridge flash on. Uh. <laughs> Why is it so Why? That is the, the most calming rap I've ever heard in my life, all right? You also started it off with penis, and then you continue. Tell me this. The, the question I have is not even about the clip, which actually, let me, let me ask this. So let's start it off. Let, let, uh, let's talk about the clip a little bit. What what got you into this uh, situation where you are auto tuning your voice to rap about Valorant and apparently your cock too? Um, okay, so basically, there's a a channel redeem uh, on my channel that says "Make me rap some shit," mm -hmm. and someone redeemed it. Okay, and this was this was back when it it costed way less than it does now because now I need to have it really expensive so people don't make me rap all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had just finished playing a game of Valorant, and they redeemed it, and I was like, "What can I rap about?" Okay, Valorant. I'll rap mm -hmm. about Valorant, and um, I don't know why penis was what I opened with, but like you know how like a beat drops and and like they like say a word. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of any other words. That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> 
I had was, some. This was this was back before like I came out, so this mm. was like maybe I was struggling internally or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's it's just projection on, but it was actually perfectly laid on. You put it there, two syllables, and then you went off, and then you start. Which I assume you main Phoenix, correct? Uh, no, no, no. I I I can play everything. Um, sometimes I play Phoenix, but I main Jet. Okay, nice, nice. Oh my goodness. You sound like every competitive Valorant player I've ever met, all right? Where they're just like, no, dude, go ahead. You, you can choose. I was like, whoa, no, what, who do you want to play? He's like, no, I, I can play anything. It's fine. I'll, you can play whatever you want. I, 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 and, and then they're actually good at the fucking game, all right? That's great. I, the, the, the real question I have for you, though, beyond the clip is, tell me some musical inspiration for you. When you, when you rap in bars, when you drop in bars on us, what where does your head go to in terms of style, in terms of inspiration, in terms of of, of those that that you you resonate with and want to embody that flow? So that that auto tune, I had this app that would T Pain my voice, and so T Pain was like the original inspiration for this freestyle thing. <clears throat> and then um, I honestly have no inspiration for my rap. I'm be completely honest. I I just kind of. I can't rap fast, like if I freestyle, I suck at freestyling, mm -hmm. but I, I can't do it fast. And so I simply was just throwing out yeah. words <laughs> in rhythm that yeah. rhymed. <laughs> that was that was spoken word, my man. That, I loved it, though. It was it was great. I love the auto tune. You know, shout out T-Pain. He's also on Twitch. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll see you there. We'll see. That's the next person you'll be, you know, you'll be playing Val with uh, Vinny, but you're going to be dropping bars with T-Pain in the near future there. I love that. I like it. I like it. All right. That's the first clip. All right. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too it, bad. It can't get any worse. It could not. <laughs> you know your channel better than anyone else. You possibly couldn't get any other clips. Right, moms? So this next one here, it says, uh, let's go looking ass. That's the title. And you know, I uh, you just I think I think you're feeling yourself on this one. You were feeling yourself in this clip and 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 let's just see why. Let's just let's listen why. It's 43 seconds long. Let's give it a go. I just got my hair cut today, so it looks super scuffed because the dude cut it way too short. Oh, but I have a sure. I have a sick fade. And I got lined up. Uh oh. Oh shit. Okay, shit. Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> I'm gutted, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> cringe direction. Fuck up, bro. You're so cringe direction. I was I was drunk. Oh, Durag, remember when that I explains it. Out, and you didn't hang out with me. Ha! I'm gutted. <laughs> Adriana Lee in my chat. <laughs> There's how many Valorant <laughs> quotes are you gonna drop? What were you even drinking? I got so many questions. What the hell was that? Tell me about that night. Tell me about that night. Yo, I that was back when I was living um, in my own apartment next okay. to campus, um, and I didn't have any sort of schedule. I no way you just paused it right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fade was clean though. I got lined mm -hmm. up pretty nice. It was mm -hmm. pretty clean. Um. I was, uh, it was mics. It was probably like seven mics that I had in a row. And then I probably okay. puked because there's too much sugar in that crap. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> but I uh, was just streaming like 12 hours randomly. Mm -hmm. And I had no intention to do a 12-hour stream. I just was plastered and I was 
streaming for that long. It, yeah. it says I was playing Among Us, so I probably had like a reason to be <laughs> oh, to be that blasted. You were, yeah, you were clearly drunk if you're still playing Among Us. All right, fair play, <laughs> fair play. But but the um, reason, uh, and and so go on. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I well, was... the the reason I bring all this stuff up, Ron, is is you know. I do still think the the haircut was fresh, by the way. All right, I just wanted to show. I want to show the proper fade. I want to show it, give it its respect. But let me tell you this. All right, I also focus with your style. I love your fashion. I've seen that a lot on 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 Twitter. I've seen what you rocking. It's good stuff. All right. So I'm in the market right now, Rayon. I want you to dress me. I am a 28 year old, five six Asian man. What should I be rocking? What are some fashion do's and don'ts uh, that I should be doing right now? Um, you give me the vibes of someone that would wear a cardigan and boots. I feel like you could pull that off like crazy. So like, I want to see you wearing like like a like a a, a white t-shirt, okay. cardigan, some gray gray jeans. Nah, let's go. Let's go. Like yeah, let's go. Gray jeans and some some nice uh, boots, and and maybe throw on a, a beanie as well. A beanie. <laughs> you know what? You legitimately. I have at least. You've named about four or five items. I have four of those, all right? 100% rock the cardigan. Love that. The boots, of course, all right? The beanie, yes. The white tee is the jeans. I hear the pants make the fit. Is that true or not? Uh, it depends, but yes, most of the time yeah. the pants will make the fit, yeah. Oh my gosh, but you can't what? have the pants taking away too much attention from the rest of the outfit, mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. What kind of, like, if I'm, if I'm in, the, in the market for jeans, where am I going, dude? Where am I going? So if you're looking for comfortability, everyday wear, I get all of my jeans from American Eagle. Shout out American Eagle. They have this um, material that they use. I don't know what it is. Um, it's like the cocaine of, of material. But like, <laughs> it's, it's like stretchy cloth and, and it's so comfortable. I don't even feel like I'm wearing pants half the time. Or maybe I'm not wearing pants half the time, but it doesn't feel like I'm wearing pants half the time. <laughs> Rayon, you a freak, man. That's what I'm learning this early in the show. You, uh, when is that question going to be brought up? But all right, you got, and, and then if, you, if I'm looking for pure style, you know, kind of like beauty is pain kind of deal, where am I going? Um, depends on, on what type of money you're trying to spend. Because um, okay. a lot of my clothes are thrifted. I thrift a lot of my clothes. Um, I don't, I mean, I do buy into fast fashion. You can cancel me now. I do buy into fast fashion, <laughs> but I don't buy into fast fashion as much as the average person. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. I like it, I like it. Tell us this, all right? Not about me, let's talk about you then. Tell me your style. How would you define your aesthetic fashion-wise? Um, people call me an e-boy. And like, I, I can see it, I can see where it comes from. But I, I'd like to think I have a very diverse style. Um, mm. Because on any given day, I, if you go through my Instagram, you can see so many different changes of clothes. I wear tech wear, like everyday street clothes um beach outfits like because i live in i live in san diego so it's always yeah. hot here and it's beach weather mm -hmm. um so i'd be wearing like casual californian outfits when it gets cold i rock a cardigan as well you know a, a coat something okay. cool uh throw on some boots i just bought a pair of doc martens actually Ooh. um a nice white pair of doc martens that nice. i have yet to wear like properly because mm. I, I put them on for a picture and that was it i never really worn them <laughs> you gotta break those in man you gotta break in your docks your yeah i do hurt. i gotta put those in front of a hair dryer <laughs> yeah oh man i like it i like it i, I appreciate the fr uh, thrifting too same here there's something about that vintage-esque style that that still resonates still resonates to this day yeah uh, that's the second one 
All right, second one, not too bad, not too bad. This third one is probably the quickest clip you're gonna see here, all right? It's a fast one, and it's a little bit of a throwback. 11 seconds long, and it says, the man barked. I might have to play it twice for you, because I, got, I, got, I just need to understand what's going on here, all right? So let me even bump this all the way. We're going all the way up with the volume. Let's listen in, 10 seconds. You might want to focus. If, you, if you're watching this clip, focus right here, all right? This is where you're going to want to focus on the clip. So let's give it a listen, 11 seconds in. I'm dying in again in December. Oh. Hey, really? Do you want to talk? Joke, <laughs> did he bark? Did he bark? He said... He said... Rayon, explain to me what the fuck's going on in the clip. Explain to me no. where you're at, what you're doing here, what's going on. Shoot. <laughs> I wish I could explain to you what happened, but I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I was baked out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> we went out to pho. Yeah, um, yeah. I was eating pho. I had no idea what was happening. This dude walks behind me, uh -huh. and he just barks. <laughs> Wait, you say you're baked out of your mind while you're here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would give me a panic attack. I would go off in a tizzy if this... First of all, you're streaming, which is very stressful. You with the homies, you in public. Great choice of food, by the way, while, while, while amongst the, the salads. And this man right here, for some reason, and you can kind of catch it in a split frame. He kind of opens his mouth in the background. I, I don't even know if he, if he saw you streaming. Maybe he did it on purpose and he just, and then just leaves. And that's the whole, his whole bit. But, uh, but the real question I have here is this. You know, one of the reasons why I love this clip so much is because it's so unpredictable. You're outside, you're outside the elements, you know? You're not in your room where it's confined and you can control everything. You are in the real world and anything can happen. People like, such as that man right there can come in, in frame, bark real quick, and just dip, give the deuces and dip. Tell me this, if you were to do some IRL streams, what ideas would you have? What would you like to do? You know, with COVID kind of loosening up, is that possibly in the pipeline? What What are you thinking in terms of IRLs? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something that I have wanted to do for a while. Um, the only problem I've had is like, how do I set up like a decent quality IRL stream? Yeah. Um, because I know you need to get those backpacks, like the streaming backpacks. Those are expensive as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe for VidCon I'll rent one and and we'll pull up an IRL stream. But mm -hmm. I, I feel like the the fun thing about IRL streaming is. You're you're absolutely spot on. Is is everything is so unpredictable? Your circumstances are outside of your control. You don't. You're not in an environment that you can control. So like that dude barking, that was content. I feel like <laughs> exactly. everything that's not predictable is content as well. Mm -hmm. So like I would totally go in public and say like random things to people and be like <laughs> weird and just be like like hey like you smell nice or something or just uh, like even complimenting. Okay, maybe that's a little weird. <laughs> But like, well, I take it. I take it. If someone told me I, I smelled nice, I'm like, all right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for taking that um, or like, uh, I saw this guy on TikTok. He goes and he literally just compliments people on their outfit or like their smile or random things. And I feel like I would get so much serotonin out of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just so enjoyable because again, you're you're outside. It's not something that's confined. I, I think a lot of pressure when you're streaming is put into the gameplay or yourself. And so to have you know your friend that I don't know if your friend here streams as well, but your friend that may or may not be a streamer. You got the homie in the back 
literally eating, just doing your thing. And I think here's the thing. I don't even think it needs to be professional. I think it just got to be like captured. It needs to be just you're right. The, the equipment does cost a ton. I know a guy that can that can help. I mean, he, he builds his own backpacks. If, if that's something you're interested in, we could talk offline about that um, at, a, at a cheaper cost than the, the bags that you would buy whole like as a whole. But mm-hmm. I, I, this is the future, man. Right there, this is where I think this is this is this is gold. This is money right here. It's it's so fun. Even if it was just like twice a week, this is so fun to watch, and I love that. By the way, what's your fall order? All right, I need to know this real quick. Um, I get everything in a bowl. Um, basically like tripe, flank. Um, uh, I don't know what else there is. Meatballs. Um, you getting tendon? Attendant as well, yeah. Oh my, you got my heart right now. You got my heart already. <laughs> That's unreal. I've been hanging out all my all the people I hang out with too basic, man. They just want the noodles and and maybe the meatballs, and they don't put any of the sauce or or no lime or any of that. That's just and I was just like, what are you doing? What is the point that's just here? Like- that's like that's so plain, you know. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla, all right. Pure it's, missionary. It's my food. It's my go-to, like like hangover food. It cures hangovers. Truth. Yeah. There's something about the broth, the soup. It just gives you life, man. It gives you. It's life-giving. I love that. <laughs> but Rayon, that's that's the clips. All right. It's easy. We made it. We, we made, made it through. It. I'm I'm not too too traumatized from that. Not know? too. Tra- well, let's hold our breath because <laughs> as much as I love Twitch. I also love Twitter. You should know that, all right? I oh ran, God, I ran I a whole tournament. This. No What do you way. mean you forgot about it? You know this is the oh show. My God. So I got three tweets. I just got tweets. I just want to talk about them, Rayon. I just want to talk, all right? <sighs> yeah. And so they, they can't be that bad. I mean, what could <laughs> no, you possibly be They tweeting? can. No, they definitely can. Well, I, before we get into it, real quick. <laughs> I made my Twitter before I was 13, so I changed changed my my um, date of birth on Twitter, and I got suspended for a year. And then they deleted all my tweets, and they gave me my, my account back. And I was, like, off. I was probably, like, a hormonal, horny, weird freak. So you guys are going to see some weird things. I, I'm I, just... I, I... I promise you, I would never do you too dirty. I didn't go far that back. All right, I did. I, I well, nah, I did, but I didn't want to bring it here. <laughs> all right, his Twitter will be in the description. <laughs> let's go. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's see the first one. All right, this first one uh, was created March first, twenty twenty one, at eleven uh, forty five a.m. This is a morning ish tweet, getting into the afternoon, and again. It goes here, question marks, a bunch of question marks, and it's a screenshot of a conversation you're having. It says, cannibalism? I'd let you, hearts. That's weirdly sweet, but no. Ugh. When she complains that you won't cannibalize her, I don't love, you don't love me enough, I guess. Is this like a young person? Th- is like, this is a new, some new slang? What's cannibal? What, tell me about this conversation you're having. Clearly over text with, with another individual. Um, this is a conversation I had with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, um, boy. She, Jeez Louise. Uh, Jeez Louise, you're killing me. <laughs> telling me that um, she was like, I don't know what she said before this, but we had gotten to the topic of cannibalism, and she was like, I'd let you cannibalize me. And I was like, that's, that is sweet, but that's like so wrong. Why, why would I eat another human being? <laughs> Are we, sh- are we sure it's in the right context, right? 
no, no, no. This, yeah, we're, we're, All right, this it's, is it's, purely, yeah, yeah. it's purely to be eaten, like, uh, like, yeah, I yeah. can't even say it, eaten because it still <laughs> sounds like, you know. Yeah, no, it is purely in the context of, of, of actually, like, consuming another human mm-hmm. being as a meal. <laughs> And and where did this come up, or was this just a? Is this something that she just texted to you, and you're like, because you 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 put this all in caps, cannibalism, all caps. Like what? What? How did this conversation even start? And it's in the morning. It probably said something about about um, breakfast or something, and I, I was like, I probably had said something about not eating breakfast. I don't eat mm. breakfast. It's my least favorite meal of the day. Truth. Um, but I probably had said something about that, and then she had probably followed it up with, go eat something, and then I would have probably returned with, nah, I can't eat right now because I hate breakfast. And that's probably where this started. Fair play. <laughs> Tell me right now, all right, who'd you cannibalize here on Twitch? Who'd you Who would I cannibalize? Yeah, who are you going for? Yeah, that's a and good why? one. Um, ah, man, Switch. <laughs> what you didn't even <laughs> think that long why did he's you the do homie, switch he's the homie but he's like a tall dude and he's like a mm. like he's like a like a built tall guy yeah so he's got a lot of meat on him so i could probably feed myself for like at least a week or two with all that right. amount of switch you heard it here first all right <laughs> Your, the homie's going for you all right watch your back if we have a humans versus zombies kind of thing watch your back because rayon's gunning for you <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I like it. This this next one, this one's more on a serious note, all right? It's something that I want to shed a little bit more light on, especially in the industry that we are in. Um, it was something that was created in May 13, 2021, 8.54 a.m. Homie, you wake up so early. I don't know how you're tweeting this early. I, I didn't sleep. If I'm up that early, I didn't sleep. All right. I love, okay, <laughs> fair play. Fair play. That's true. And it says, uh, let me drag over the tweet right now. It says, this has to be one of the funniest DMs I've ever gotten. And it goes, you don't look brown. Why are you pretending? What the fuck is this about? What the fuck is going on here? This is like the stupidest thing I, I've ever seen in my life because I look brown. I feel like I clearly look brown. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I spent the last two days in the sun. So I've gotten so much darker than I normally am. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like people like to invalidate the immigrant experience. And mm. um, I guess I, I, I don't pass as an immigrant to most people because, you know, I speak fluent English. I, yeah. I go to college here. I'm a citizen. I have spent a lot of time in the United States. But it's the biggest part, probably the, one of the biggest parts of my identity is being an immigrant coming from Pakistan and then Saudi Arabia and then to the United States. I... It, English was not my first language. I, I had learned Urdu first, and I was speaking Urdu only. And um, it was at the point where um, I started going to school and where I really realized the difference between me and my other classmates that they're way ahead of me, and I need to kick into high gear. I need to catch up to all these people that grew up here <clears throat> that speak fluent English, that um, have all these... Uh, like, they have so many more um opportunities and and resources that i just didn't have mm-hmm. um and so it was it was really difficult to kind of adjust initially yeah um so that's why that's why stuff like that pisses me off because it's like 
why are you pretending to be brown? Like, bitch, I, I'm not from the United yeah. States. I'm a naturalized citizen. <laughs> I, I spent time here, yeah, but I, I do all I can to, to make sure that I keep my identity as an immigrant. Is, was this just a random that DM'd you on Twitter about this? It was some random in the Valorant community, yeah. I see, I see. Tell me this, though. You know, we, we kind of talked about your, your IRL experience, but let's put it on to Twitch. Have you had any experiences specifically being a person of color uh, here on this platform, and, and whether it be supportive or not so supportive? I mean, I have a lot of friends that are also minorities and have had similar experiences to me that I've really been able to connect with because of this. And that is one of the biggest positives that's come out of, you know, being in a minority, Um, Mm -hmm. especially because I feel like as minorities, we have a connection that other people just don't understand, so to say. Yeah. Um, We all have similar experiences. We've all faced discrimination at one point or another. And so we kind of have that behind us. Um, we're always on, most of the time we're on the receiving end of, of negativity, um, regarding skin color, um, and like negative things that have happened on Twitch, people will, will say the occasional, oh, you're, uh, a terrorist, like go back to your country. You're, you're not from here. So why are you here? Like, why are you taking up space? Like, it's just random things that, that I've kind of gotten used to, which sucks, but yeah. It's not something that really deters me from doing anything. How do you manage that kind of criticism? Something, especially something that we can't control. It's just who we are. And so to have that blind hate and discrimination, it must be, it, it's difficult to just manage and, and brush off. How do you, how do you uh, I guess, come to terms with this kind of tension in, your, in something that you love doing, such as streaming? Um, I play it off as a joke. I um, will usually, if someone says, go back to where you came from, I will get up and then I will sit back down and be like, I'm back. <laughs> um, and kind of just reiterate that I am just as much of a citizen as everybody else. I'm just yeah. as much from here as everybody else. America is for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sometimes it's it's not as, as clean as that is. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. there are a lot of political i'm a political science major and social Ah. i study social justice Mm -hmm. and so this is something that i've i've spent so much time delving into um so it sometimes i can get heated and argue about it and kind of prove my point so to say Mm -hmm. Um, i never personally attack that's one thing that I've, i've come to realize that personally attacking someone is the lowest point of an argument yes um so that's just something i i've made a point to never do but um, overall, it's it it's been difficult to to manage. But over time, I feel like people are becoming more and more understanding, and everyone's mind is opening up a little bit more. The only time that it was really bad was when uh, you know who was elected president in two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. That was when um, that were two thousand eighteen. Was that two thousand eighteen? I don't even know what year no, we're 16. in right now. Twenty sixteen. Sixteen right. originally, yeah. and then yeah, two term. I mean, not two terms. Uh, midterm election, but yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah. I guess. Um, so that, that's when like all the closet racists started coming out. I actually had a, a, a run in at the Orlando airport with a guy and, um, this big redneck dude, like with long mullet and the, just mm-hmm. the classic, like stereotype of, of a guy that lives on a ranch, owns yeah. horses. And he was like, 
Uh, I it, in in part it was kind of my fault because I there was a Taco Bell in the airport and I stepped in the line in the Taco Bell and I didn't see him behind me. I genuinely didn't see him behind me. Mm. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he shoved me out of the way and he was like, like, how dare you step in front of me? Like, go back to your country. Do you think you're better than me because you're not from here? And I was like. Yo, at that point, I, I've never experienced that in person up until that point. So yeah. I froze up and I didn't know what to say. And this lady behind me, who's also a minority, mm. shout out minorities, yeah. <laughs> um, came and stepped in between us. And she was like, you need to calm down. And he started saying racial slurs to her as well because um, mm. she was also a person of color. And, and it basically escalated to the point where the airport security had to step in and, and mm-hmm. talk to the guy. And... Um, yeah, he was just throwing a fit, and I I just never experienced that in person, and I didn't know how to react. I didn't understand that this was something that I would have to face on the other side of a screen, because this this is all stuff that I'd heard on the other side of a screen before, but in person, it it hits a place where you don't realize those words can affect you that much. Yeah, and again, it's something you cannot control. This is an outside factor, so why would you... You know, why are you hating? So it really comes down to that. Why the hate? What is this? Yeah. What is your what is your what are you gaining from this superiority? Which maybe that is what they're trying to get with some sort of leverage of 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 power. But it is so unnecessary and it's pathetic at this point that that we can't come as a world and come together and realize that it, it's bigger. How do I even get I'm not even trying to make a political standpoint, but it's it's just. It's so fucking unnecessary. It's unne- it's, yeah. it's 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 crazy that we still are talking about this in 2021, let alone, you know, back in the, 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 the 50s, back in the whatever. And I bet they're thinking the same thing, you know, going generational, generationally. But I appreciate you sharing that, uh, Rayon. I really do. That was, that, that's, a, that's a really uh, personal story there. And I know uh, a vulnerable point, too. Uh, this third tweet. All right. This third tweet bringing back a little bit of the mood. Uh, you know, 2020 took a lot of a uh, lot away from us. But here is something that uh, that I think uh, is always a little bit nice here. All right. You had here a, a photo. It says, yo, Wilbur suit, your short LOL is created July, June 11th. I'm sorry. 2021, 310 p.m. All right. Tell me what's going on in this 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 uh, photo right here. Tell me when this uh, when was this taken? You know, what's going on? How are you feeling meeting, meeting uh, Wilbert? Tell me all about it. Um, I'm being completely honest. I was really hoping this was something that you would have asked on on stream because everybody always asks me about this, and I feel like I can just clear it now. Um, so this photo I posted in 2021, but it's actually taken mm-hmm. in 2019 when I went to TwitchCon. Yeah. Um, and so basically, Wilbur Soot at the time was not big here the way he is now. Mm-hmm. And so I went to TwitchCon, I was going through the meet and greet lines, I had met all the people I wanted to meet, and then I saw this guy sitting by himself with nobody in his line. And I was like, wait, who is this guy? We Googled him, we realized that he was some, like, <laughs> UK dude. That was... Well, I didn't know who he was, he you was some Googled... UK dude. You're telling me, Rand, he's sitting alone at a table, and you're just like, oh, okay, let's go get a photo with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I, I Googled him. I saw his okay. name, Googled him. I realized that he was some personality. And I was like, I'll take a picture with him. Maybe if he blows up or something, then then I can, you know, be like, yo, I have this picture with him. And that is exactly what happened. I didn't realize that would happen. But mm-hmm. we went into his line. 
um he was by himself i was like yo you what's up like can we get a picture and he was like yeah of course he signed a i have a card here somewhere he signed a like a card for me gave it to me and was like yo let's take a picture and then I took a picture with him and I was like, man, you're so tall. Why are you so tall? And then he, he took off his shoes, pretended like he was super short. And he was like, is that better? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And so I took out this yeah. really awkward photo where my arm is like going down. <laughs> I look so weird. Um, and after that, like he was eating lunch outside in like the, the foyer where everyone was eating. Like they had like trucks, not food trucks, but like they had like stalls set up for food. And he was eating at one of the tables there. And I walked by and I was like, yo, what's up again? He's like, hey. And then I sat down with him and I ate lunch with him, not knowing who he was. <laughs> so you are just, it's a casual day in the day of the life of Rayon. You're just going over here and you're just like, hey, is the seat taken? Let's go. You want to split a Chipotle? Like, what's going on here? Tell me now, in, in, with 2020 hindsight, seeing how, how big he's become. I mean, what does that tell you? Well, what did, was there anything that you've learned? How do you feel now when you look back at this phone and you're like, holy shit, this guy is blown up. He's doing his thing. He's killing it here on, on, on Twitch and on YouTube. Like, uh, what do you, when you see this photo, what do you think? Uh, I just thought, like, who the fuck is Wilbur Soot, man? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Someone fucking clip that right now. I'm going to get a picture right with him. <laughs> <laughs> Someone clip that right now, and I'll send it to him personally, all right? I'll send that like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, who the hell is this guy? I'm going to get a picture with him. Like, uh, he's partnered. I guess that means he's important. I'm going to get a picture with him, and I yeah. did. And, and yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I've never – so, okay. The the question I have though is I've never I've never been to TwitchCon, all right? I've I've been on Twitch 2020 uh and and it was, you know, while I was working my 9 to 5, the world ends and the fucking craziness happens and then I'm like I'm I'm bored and I'm lonely and I don't want to keep using Tinder. So I got to go I got to go on uh, Twitch and go make a show. Tell me this, all right? TwitchCon 2021 or 2022, whenever it happens next. Who are you visiting? If you got a fast pass, if you could see any creator, I'm going to allow you to choose five only. Who are you visiting and why? Um, Ludwig, guy's a legend. I want to be friends with him. He seems like the chillest dude to go and grab a beer with and like go play poker with, you know? He's not stupid with his money like train wrecks, but um, he seems like a chill dude. Um. I would also definitely have to hit up Shroud because I grew up watching this guy and I was like, I need to meet my the guy that got me into Counter-Strike. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Gracie, of course. Gracie ah. is like one of the coolest people ever. Obviously doing a meetup with Gracie. Um, uh, I really don't know. Who would be at TwitchCon at that point? Um, Anybody. Anybody. Minx, okay. Minx, I, I, like I have the biggest pick. crush on Minx. I have the Yo, biggest crush on Minx. Oh, um, okay, okay. <laughs> I would definitely meet Minx and be like, "Hey, confessing my love to you now. Um, you want to go and grab a beer when you're? Uh, how old is she? Is she legally allowed to drink in the United States? I think she is. I think she's like twenty three or something. Um, and last, uh, oh, um. Can this be anybody that has streamed before? Anybody on that has streamed on Twitch uh, or is streaming. And let's stick to is streaming on Twitch right now. Is streaming on Twitch right now. Yeah. Um, 
last I'd probably have to give it to like AOC. <laughs> she streams on Twitch often, right? <laughs> AOC, she plays okay. Among Us. Yeah, not Jimmy um, Fallon. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. With you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and why AOC? Uh, she's awesome. She does so much for for her. She does so much for people that are marginalized. That's yeah. that's like it. She does everything that I want to see her doing. She does everything that everybody like wants to see the change in government. Like that, mm. she's everything. Um, yeah, and I feel like all the people that I've I would have added to the list I've already met before, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't want to meet them again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. This is you just sub <laughs> stop subtweeting Wilbur suit. All right. He you already did him dirty with this. <laughs> you already destroyed him. All right. He didn't even get to defend himself with this, but <laughs> saying you can walk, you you ate lunch with the homie. But I love that. I love that. That's a stacked five. That's a stacked five. Not gonna lie. I enjoy that. But uh, Rian, that's that's that. All right. It's as easy as that. That's the, the hardest part of the show. If you can we survive survived. that, <laughs> you survived. I need to get a shirt or a mug that says, I survived moms online. Ah, that sounds weird. Ah, never mind. But I, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, these are, I'm going to hit you with the hard questions here. All right. I got to hit you with the hard questions there. But uh, I'm going to ask you now some introspective questions about your time here on Twitch. And then again, we'll mosey on over to the live stories. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> The first thing I have here uh, is, what have you learned about yourself through streaming? Man, I those you know when you go in for like a job interview and they're like, "What are your 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 best qualities and your worst qualities?" And you get to ask these questions and then you think about it and you're like, "Man, I feel like I've learned so much. There's no way to just kind of pick one." Hmm. Um, I think. I learned about how um, to interact with with people more through Twitch. I feel like that is one of the biggest things because um, I considered myself an extrovert. And I started Twitch and I was like, wow, it is a lot harder to interact with people over the internet than it is in person because I could just talk to people. But but here I have to, you know, communicate with them through the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably one of the biggest ones. And another one that, that really I learned over time was that um, I need a break every once in a while. Um, I don't give myself breaks. I kind of burn myself out. It's really a bad quality of mine. I burn myself out when I get hooked onto something. Yeah. And I Twitch was the thing that burnt me out because I streamed every day for like four months straight. That's insane. And I did that and I was like, I need to stop. I need to take a step back. I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying my streams. I feel like people aren't enjoying me because they're. I'm not enjoying my streams. It's okay to take a break, and it's totally necessary to come back and be better than I was before. Yeah. How you know, mental health is such a big topic here in this space. How do you uh, take care of your mental as a streamer, as a content creator? Uh, I used to just not. <laughs> hmm. Um. But now I, I've started to take breaks when I need them. Um, I have a therapist that I've been going to for the past God knows however long. She's awesome. a, an angel and literally the best person ever. Um, and I rely on my friends a lot. I'm, I wouldn't say rely, but I, I lean on my friends a lot, the ones that allow me to, um, because they're going through a lot of similar things. And I feel like us bouncing our experiences off of each other, being able to support one another when we can't support ourselves, 
is something that is really important in friend groups. Um, as I've met some amazing people recently that I feel like I can talk to openly and, and tell them about how things are going in my life and how things make me feel and they will do the same to me. And, and it, it's just nice. I love that. That's spot on spot. And I'm proud of you too. I'm proud of you for taking care of yourself and knowing when you're not doing well, something needs to change. I think a lot <laughs> of people, especially in the game of Twitch and game of streaming, you know, you hear that rise and grind kind of thing. If, if I'm alive, if I, if I ain't live, I'm dead kind of deal. But like at the end of the day, it's also about sustainability. Are you sustainable as not just a creator, but as a human? And if you're doing something and you're overwhelming yourself and uh, it will show and your product's mm -hmm. not going to be good. And then when you go end stream, not only is your product was your product not good, but now you have to deal with kind of the skeletons in the closet of your brain where you're just like, holy shit, I'm not I'm not happy right now. I'm not fulfilled or I'm not feeling well. Um, so that's that's awesome that you you are able to. You know, while loving Twitch and going hard for four months, everyday stream is not a joke. And I hope people understand that, that everyday streaming for four months is insane. But to recognize when it's time to say, you know, put, put something that you love to the side and take care of yourself first. So then you can come back to that thing you love with full force and commitment and then also working around yourself is is a is a necessity man that's when i know that, that's why i think uh twitch while it is a young person's game it's an old person's mentality will, that will get you farther because you know i stream fucking three days a week i'll be straight with you <laughs> Actually, i got four days to take off i got film ones for youtube but i you know you want to relax a little bit you want to relax and you uh chill out here i didn't even get to ask you what you drinking on you got water already what is this I thought oh, you said you were I, grabbing a drink. I was, I was going to, but then I, I opened the can and it kind of like fizzed out and then I dropped it and so I just gave up. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't know it was shaken. I didn't know it was shaken, so it like really startled me and I, I dropped it. So. What drink was this that, that had your, this fizzy, what, what were you grabbing? Uh, it was a Mike's. <laughs> He always comes back, ladies and gentlemen. He always comes back. <laughs> but it, was, it was Mike's Harder Lemonade, not just the, wow. lemonade, the Harder Lemonade. Hey, we got a bathroom break coming up. Don't worry, all right? You can always go back and get yourself another Mike's Hardest if you need it, all right? <laughs> if you need the Mike's <laughs> Elevated there. But no, I love that. Let's, let's talk about a little bit about your community, all right? You mentioned them uh, in the past. Uh, Rian, if I showed up on your stream and I asked your community who you are, and I had no idea prior. Oh my gosh, my voice cracked. What do you think they would say to me? All right. What do you think? And no, no, no ego Andy answers whatsoever. I will take you at your word right now. If you came in and asked my chat, am I allowed to curse? Am I allowed to curse? I, oh yeah, I, yeah. See whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. They they you would come in, they'd be like, so you'd be like, so what's Ryan like? And my chat would immediately would be like, oh Ryan's a shitter and a piss bag and, and a rat, but we love him. <laughs> What is, what do you think it's about, dude? What do you think every time is like they will shit on us. They will destroy us. But then at the end of the sentence, ah, but I love them, but I, but I can't get enough. What do you think? It, why, why is that the mentality? I think it's just like a, like a, you know how in middle school you make fun of like the girl that you like, like you like kind of are like mean to her because mm. you like her and you don't know how to show affection. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, my community is that person that will bully someone because they like them. 
Ah, okay. So you tell me they got a secret crush on you is what it is. They they just fuck with you heavy. They don't know how to say I love you and I appreciate you and thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for you doing. They're just gonna call you a dirty rat and piss freak and whatever. Hey, those are actually great insults. I need to write some of those down, but no, I like that. <laughs> let's uh let's flip it on them, all right? Let's flip the question on them. How about you? How would you describe your community to me? If I showed up in your chat and I said, Yo, Ryan, tell me about the uh the amazing faces and usernames that are surrounding me here in the chat what would you say of them um i would say they're the most supportive human beings on the planet um there are people that show up to my streams even when i'm so i stream every day like in the middle of the day pacific standard time like 2 3 p.m and then sometimes i'll be down horrendous and i'll stream at like 2 a.m 3 a.m until like 6 a.m and the same people will show up to my stream that show up to my day stream so i'm like yo you guys need to get some sleep first of all. You guys are a bunch of freaks. They're they're freaks, like straight up freaks. But they're so welcoming and and they have this community that accepts everyone and yeah. support me more than anything. And and I I don't know. I don't have anything but good things to say other than you know they're freaks and and rats as well. What do you mean you're down horrendous? And you're going to be streaming at those crackhead hours. What do you mean you're down horrendous? So I've, I, I really enjoy streaming without face cam late at night um, and putting on lo-fi and just vibing mm. and, and, you know, playing games, trying to speed run or, or building on hardcore or something like that. Um, so like there would be nights where I'm, I'm really upset about something or something's yeah. really getting to me and I'll just pop up my stream, whether it be on my main or my alt and, and it just hit start streaming and mm-hmm. be bumping chill music. Everyone will, you know, hop in the stream. The lurkers carry those streams because um, yeah. a lot of people will come into my stream late at night and just fall asleep to my stream because I during the day I have a lot of energy. But at, at those night streams, I, I kind of cater to the people that are trying to go to bed, do mm-hmm. homework, that kind of thing. Um, so I just, you know, talk gently and, and vibe and they vibe with me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I got one more follow up question to that, though. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How has your community helped you in a way they aren't aware of? Oh my God. Um, I got to expose myself right now. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point um, of the show? No, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have been going through some really shitty things in my life. My mom got cancer. Um, I've oh, been. Wow dealing with depression for a very long time. I've like insane anxiety that I've been medicated for and and uh people have been horrible to me, people that are very close to me. I went through a breakup multiple actually. Um and my community has just always been the one constant in my life. And while everything else changes and I have to move around and you know come i i dropped everything in college to come back home and take care of my mom um when she got cancer and so i I left my apartment switched all my classes to online emailed my counselor told them i'm taking the rest of the semester off i have to take care of my mom and so i came back home and i took care of her and streaming was the one constant i had in my life because while my mom was suffering and i was trying to take care of her and make sure that you know she lives to see me grow up and have kids and stuff um, that I would, you know, like have something in my life that keeps me sane because at that time I was losing it as well. Um, and my sister and brother, you know, they weren't able to spend as much time at home as I was because 
Uh, my sister works full-time, my brother's full-time in dental school. And so they just couldn't come back and, you know, give the same time. Um, and so my community, the amazing people they are, I've never talked about this on stream. I've mentioned it before, maybe once or twice about how my mom was sick and I had to take care of her, but um, never told anybody in my stream that my mom had cancer. Wow. And, and that is extremely, I mean, courageous of you to uh, not only share, which thank you so much, I appreciate that, but to drop everything and, and say, you know what, I'm going to take a 180 switch in my life and, and realize that I need to tend to someone that has cared for me throughout my own. That is, I am, it's, it's not even impressed, my man. That is, that's extremely mature and, um, I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. That's really, that's Thank awesome. You. But I, but I have to ask too, you know, you're, you're, you've, you've changed your lifestyle during that time to cater to your family. But I want to ask about you. How are you doing in the present right now? Um, as of right now, I am okay for, for one of the few times in the past couple months. Um, Obviously, like I, if you had asked, if you asked me at a time where I wasn't doing okay, I would have a different answer for you. Um, but like, it, I'll go through points of like there being a month where I'm okay, a couple days where I'm not okay, and then back to you know being my normal self. Um, but I think the the biggest thing that that really has been weighing on me is um, I just don't know what I want to do with my life, <laughs> and that's something that um, my parents have been very um intrusive about and they kind of pester me every single day like what are you going to do what are you going to do like what career path do you want to take and um i'm sitting here like you guys should be proud of me for you know what finishing college and and looking into you know grad schools and stuff i don't know what i want to do right now and Obviously, like my dad is a dentist, my brother is a dentist, my sister is a lawyer. I have these unreal expectations that I have to live up to, and I never feel like I'm enough because of that. And um, it's it's honestly the worst feeling because I I live to make other people happy. I live to satisfy my parents, and I know that's a not a good mindset to have. Um, but as an immigrant, like this is another thing, like with being a minority, is like. The culture behind satisfying your parents and making your parents happy is so important. And um, that's just something that I have been very weighed down upon because of. Yeah, that that is you are ringing the church bells right now. You do, you're taking me to church. I don't you know, 100 uh, percent. If there's something about and, and you know, being. First generation, correct for you being here in the United States for uh, first time. Uh, no, no, you you talked about going from from Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, U.S. But in terms of taking care of your family, that is a that's an expectation. I noticed that with with us uh, minorities, very specifically, like it is taking care of our family is meeting meeting these expectations. It's never a choice of like I want to do whatever I want. It's is what am I do is what I'm doing in life enough for you to be proud mm -hmm. of me and. That's a very 
it's a suffocating place to be because I don't know if you really get to be who you are. And, yeah. and that, that can really fuck up someone's life because yeah. you are not living yours at the age of what you are. You are essentially living theirs and they're living vicariously through you. Um, it hurts sometimes when, when I think about, you know, I had this discussion with my parents too, where I'm like, I don't want to be a resume piece to you. When you talk to your friends or your, 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 your relatives or whatever, I don't want to be like my, my kid's a doctor, my kid's a lawyer, my kid's a, you know, so on and so forth. I like, cause I, the walk of life that I want is something that is maybe different, but, um, for some reason it isn't fully accepted in, in, you know, especially those outside the United States. But I appreciate you sharing that. And we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more here in the next segment. Now, that's the first part. All right, Rayon. It was as easy, well, easy as that. And if that's the first part, we're going to have a hell of a second one. All right? Because we're going into the heart of the show, which is the life story. Now, before I get started with that, do you need to use the restroom, get something to drink? Go, go refresh yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and we'll switch places. I'll go next. But I got, a, I got some questions following up of what you okay. just said. I got a okay, lot. Okay, awesome. All right. Um, but, mm-hmm. Should I turn my camera off? or are you? Oh, you can leave it or? on. You can leave it on. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. Okay, it's awesome. Very, yeah, go ahead. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for Rayon, comments, anything, exclamation mark Q into the chat. And uh, I'll read that at the community questions segment of the show. Thank you for being here, for being a part of this. Man, I was not expecting that. That hit me hard, man. And I'll tell you in, in a bit, but he's killing it. He's killing it. Moms, you're so cool. Gracie, thanks for being here. I missed you. I actually got to DM you pretty soon. <laughs> for I got a, I got an invite for you, all right? But don't tell anybody. Um, but yeah, Gracie, it's nice seeing you. Again, you stream so damn early. <laughs> you are uh, you are my morning coffee, Gracie. If, if I'm awake to see you, I know I didn't sleep yet. I never, <laughs> I never heard anything. <laughs> nah, I got nothing but love, Gracie. I got nothing but love for you. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. Rayan is is an absolute treasure. I'm I'm st- I'm I'm seeing why you all fuck with him so heavy. I'm seeing why you all love him so much. Um, really good person. Really great person. I know who gets sleep and who doesn't. What <laughs> up, Polished? How you doing? Uh, yo, hi, 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 Amelia. Hi, hi, hi. Yo, there's a guy that said I won a contest. Yo, I would love to. I don't know what I won, but sure. Uh, Kyle, I know Kyle. You're one of his best friends. All right, told me about you just now. Gave you a shout out. I love him so much. I can see. Honestly, it's it's it's. It exudes out of him. The way he talks, he's very well-spoken. Very well-spoken. So he's, he's better than a lot of people I've talked to in terms of just the flow. He speaks with a lot of intent, and it's, it's nice. It's very nice. Damn, 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 damn. I've noticed that. He's very articulate. Yeah, that's the one. Wow. That's the <laughs> I need to read a damn book, dude. I need to get offline and start reading a damn book. I forgot the word articulate. There's a reason why... He's the next man up. He's the next man now, Kyle. That's what I want. All right? I want to see the next man now. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Mom's giveaway. I don't do... I don't got giveaways, Alan. I don't know what you're talking about. 
The next giveaway. I'll do a tournament. I'll do another Twitter tournament. <laughs> Alan, you a bozo, dude. You a bozo. Yeah, no, I appreciate this. This is a lot of fun, man. This is a lot of fun. I'm pumped that he won that Twitter tournament. He, he killed it. And 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 it's been it's been an honor and a pleasure to sit across from him and, and hear his story. You get more viewers if you put giveaway in the title. I know, but I also need it for the the bot. I, I I'm an old school broadcaster, man. I'm not I'm not I'm not like you youngins over here. Hottest Minecraft skins. Top ten hottest Minecraft skins. That's gonna be my next YouTube video. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, tournament two rounds it. Gracie. Nah. Um, mid-August is what I'm uh is is what I'm shooting for. What the heck? I know I'm a bozo. I'm a bozo. All right. Rayon, I gotta use the restroom, all right? So the all right, sounds good. The stream is yours. Address the people here. I'll be right back in a minute. All right, chat. Let's let's talk shit about moms. Um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? What's up, guys? How do I read chat? Where do I put it? Uh, hey, bestie. Hey, hey. You are so cool. You know, you guys are cool. What do you mean? I love you guys. Yo, I'm so fucking nervous, bro. I was so fucking nervous going into this shit. I was like, goddamn, bro. I have, I'm gonna have to talk about myself. I don't talk about myself. I'm gonna fucking cry at some point. But you know, maybe I'm not gonna cry. Maybe I will cry. Um, so you know. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. <clears throat> You're doing better than I did. Nah, nah, nah. It's false. You're doing so well. Thank you. I love you guys. Look so good today. Shoes. I mean, what can I say? I'm looking a little cute. I have I have a lot more energy now. <sighs> and um. I needed that. I really needed to go. You're drinking piss. I'm actually drinking a ginger ale because I needed some sugar in my system. So, uh, you're cute today. Just today? What do you mean? What do you mean just today? I'm always cute. What are you talking about? Proud of you. Always am. Yo, Shashang, I love you, buddy. You the homie. Really connecting with everyone. This is no doubt a top 10 episode. I love you, Kyle. To bring up the mason jar to moms, please. What a... Is the mason jar a thing? I love mason jars. If you always, like I tell you that, Tro. Tell him I said to show him your mason jar glass. Okay, I will. Anyways, you're cute always. Huh? Yo, are you guys enjoying? I hope you guys are having a fun time. Where do you get them chains? Uh, I got one of these uh, Etsy. And this one... Um, it was a keychain that my friend got for me, and I turned it into a, a chain. I just found a chain, and I put on a chain. You're enjoying. I might be bawling, but it's fun. What are you guys crying about? There's nothing to cry about, okay? My life may be sad and de depressing and disappointing at times, but I feel like, for the most part, um, we are talking about, you know, okay things, and just kind of, you guys are learning about who I am, and I don't know. There's not stuff that I talk about on stream. I'm just proud of you, Kyle. I appreciate you so much. You're literally one of the homies. Like, thank you. Literally my best friend. I'm so proud of you. Stop. Deep talks get the emotions going. True. True. The emotions are honestly just like bubbling out when, when you go deep or crying because we're proud and we love seeing the deep side of you. Yo. I, the deeper side of me is literally just me, but like I put up like a wall when I stream. Odds we run duos on Bed Wars right now. Moms is back. You can see Moms right there. 
Um, <laughs> Run duos. <I> don't... <laughs> <laughs> nice pajamas. <laughs> hey, I told you I was wearing pajamas this whole. I've only worn. I wore silk shorts yesterday. All right. It don't even matter. I just like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm better when I'm comfortable. I don't want to wear jeans in my own home. You guys aren't seeing my lower half other than I now. Was, I was told to bring up the, the mason jar to you. Oh, you're such a hipster, dude. You're such a hipster. What is this What's... shit? I love mason jars. I love them. They're so good. They're so I can. I, I got those when I was in college. I got into them. I act like they're a drug. I got into mason jars when I was in. I was experimenting around. But they are so good. Like I will buy a can of like, like tomato sauce for like for for pastas. Save it and then I just drink out of them. And then my mom got so mad at me because she's just like, "What are you doing? This is not proper drinkware. This and that." Blah 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 blah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're killing me, mom. Just let me drink out of my Prego glass." <laughs> but anywho, I had to join you. I'm not gonna let you drink alone. I got myself some whiskey in here with uh with one ice cube so we're we're we're, we're sipping on this for the rest of the show i'm not gonna drink too much all right I, I, if i get too trashed uh this uh <laughs> the show will go off the rails but um <laughs> let me say this all right uh i'll tell this to everyone that's watching here live on twitch in the future on youtube as well as for yourself rayon and it's this that any person whether it be a content creator or not that's willing to share their life story uh, should always be honored and, and it should be always held as a gift. And you gave us a part of that earlier. And, and I want you to know that, you know, I, I'm going to respect your story and I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I want to celebrate you. I want to talk things through the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. All right. But here's the thing. Uh, it's in the nature of the job for me to ask questions, to plate uh, questions and answers in a way that help myself and possibly those that are watching understand as clearly as possible. You know, we're not going to get the whole thing. It's impossible to capture your entire life in, in an interview, but I'll try my best to get at least even 15 minutes of understanding in terms of like kind of that 15 minute window. Um, but here's the thing. All right. If I ever ask a question that's too deep, too, too personal, Something you just don't even want to talk about. Feel free to give me a non-answer. Feel free to, to say you don't feel comfortable. Feel free to ignore it completely, and we'll move on. Um, but it's one of those things where I want to give you con complete control of your story. It's not mine to squeeze out of you. I don't believe in drama, especially online. I think that's bullshit. Um, I'm too old for it. All right? Agreed. That's, that's Agreed. Not <laughs> I'm 28. I've never agreed with something more in my life, Mom. <laughs> I mean, you know, people will write Twitlongers for the stupidest shit. And I'm just over here. I'd be like, really? There's bigger problems in this world. You don't like how my fucking hairline looks? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so we're going to we'll move on with that. But again, I want to give you complete control of this part of the show because it is your story. And, and again, I want to only speak to as much as you're comfortable speaking. So that being said, let's start off with the top of the hour. We're going to talk about family and your upbringing. Okay. So without doxing yourself, uh, where were you born or raised, whether it be a general uh, city, state, location, whatever it may be, where were you born or raised, Rayon? Um, okay, I'm going to start off with a super fun fact that it shouldn't be a fun fact, but I've been sharing this as my like fun fact ever since I was in high school. This is probably why people aren't friends with me. Um, <laughs> mm. But to me and a public figure, not a good public figure, were born in the same exact hospital 
uh, like sit what like forty, thirty years apart in Saudi Arabia. I'm bad at public figure talking. <laughs> it, talking it, about like, <laughs> like <laughs> um, so you know this guy that leads like a an organization. All right, <laughs> I got what you're throwing down. Thank you. All right, so so you. Guys, oh I don't know if that's a fun fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. I don't know if that's too fun. I can't I can't I I, I want to know what your definition of fun is, Rayano. I think that might be the first question. <laughs> but that's that's wild. That's wild. So you guys, you, <laughs> you guys are born in the same hospital. All right, and 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 where were you born again? Let, let, let's start off with that. Uh, I was born in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> All right. Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned, though, earlier in the show that you were, it was kind of the, the trajectory was Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, then the U.S., correct? Yes. Yeah. In that order? Mm-hmm. What brought you from Saudi Arabia, Arabia, I'm sorry, to Pakistan and then to the U.S.? Um, so my parents were born and raised in Pakistan. And um, so... A lot of their time growing up was spent there, and we had family there as well. Okay. <clears throat> so um, I was born in Saudi Arabia. Um, my brother was also born in Saudi Arabia, and my sister was born in the UK. But that was my dad was going to college in the UK, and mm. um, so after Saudi Arabia, we moved to Pakistan because uh, my parents had family there, and um, we lived there for like not even that long. It was like months at a time, and then we'd come back to Saudi Arabia and then move back for a few months. Yeah. Um, and then eventually my dad, um, this is actually crazy moving to the U S he won a green card in a lottery. Holy cow. Damn. Yeah. And he didn't even put his own name into the, the lottery. One of his friends did. Mm. So he, um, applied for this green card, um, totally by chance was chosen out of like five thousand people to win this green card or i don't even know what the system was but it was like a very specific lottery system to win mm -hmm. a green card yeah um and so he got one and then he found a job in the u.s and he moved to the u.s and um then we he eventually took all of us to the u.s um, and then he came back to saudi arabia to like tie up loose ends with his old job and then there was like a a I don't know if it was like a war, but there was some conflict going on in Saudi Arabia that eventually got him stuck there. And so we were living in the U.S. without my dad for a few months as well. Um, and yeah, then he came back and we were living in Virginia at the time. Hmm. And um, he worked at a hospital there for a while and then was like, I want to start up my own clinic. And he found a job in a hospital in san diego moved us to san diego worked there for a few years dentists apparently make bank i just found this out recently yeah. as well um and then he after literally just a few years of working he opened up his own office hmm. and so now he does his own his own thing um and yeah he's just he's a great guy um now he's a great guy growing up i don't, <laughs> i wouldn't say the same hmm. i like that so uh Let's kind of get the general scope of your family there. Any siblings? I know you mentioned siblings, but on the docket, how many siblings have you had, uh, do you have? I have an older brother and an older sister. So you're the baby of the family. I am. 
<laughs> Tell me how that is. Let's just admit it. Are we the favorites? Are we the fa- even though we may be the most troublesome? Uh, I feel like as much as I get spoiled the most out of everybody, I'm not mm-hmm. the favorite um, because I have the least accomplishments out of my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are very lenient with me and like probably the most lenient out of the three of us. Uh, yeah. And they totally baby me and, and will spoil me and whatever. Um, but my brother is my mom's favorite and my sister is my dad's favorite for sure. God, how do you know this? How do you know this for sure? Uh, because my dad has never said no to my sister after like she graduated college. She, he never said no to her ever over anything. And, um, my mom, like my mom, um, my brother moved to Pakistan to, um, start dental school. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom like would cry every time he came home. But then when I moved and I wasn't living at home, I would come home and visit. My mom would literally not care. (laughs) (laughs) Be straight with me, my man. Did that hurt a little bit? Did that hurt a little bit? Yeah. yeah, It kind of burns. I want to see at least one tear for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think there was a sigh that happened when he, all right, he's home. All right. (laughs) Let's see what happens here. Let's see what's going on. Interesting. All right. Tell me about the dynamic between you and your siblings. Um, me and my brother are like homies. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of my my best friends. I tell him pretty much everything. Um, and so there's a really big age gap between me and my siblings. Uh, my brother's eight years older than me. Okay. Um, so he's 28 turning 29. Um, and my sister is 11 years older than me. So she's 31, 32. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Um mm-hmm. And so they got along growing up way better than I did with them because they're so close in age. And um, so obviously growing up, they would be closer and I wouldn't really have that as an outlet. But now that we're all a little bit older, me and my brother get along really well. And we're dudes. So we bond over things like sports and yeah. and like video games and stuff. And my sister, on the other hand, um, I should probably mention this as well. My brother is a very passive and quiet and and mature dude. Mm. And my sister, on the other hand, is exactly like me. Ah. Like I am, I'm almost a carbon copy of my sister, except I'm just not as hardworking as she is. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I feel that. I feel that. So it's kind of like they, they both have qualities within you, but it's like only like the relatability in terms of both of them it's through that one quality it's like oh okay you're kind of like me or with your brother it's like all right you know guys will be guys we have this to to talk about and bond over um but in terms of personality not like you at all it's you're very you know you're more extroverted it sounds like he's more introverted in that nature tell me uh how do they feel about you streaming um they both think it's really cool and they're they're proud of the progress that i've made but I think my sister is one of those people that <clears throat> is uh, someone that prioritizes things very closely. And so whenever I'm like, oh, I can't do this, I'm streaming. And she'd be like, do you really need to stream? I think she questions the the validity of streaming as um, a, a hobby or a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas my brother's like, oh, you're streaming? Gotcha. Like, we can do this another time or we can reschedule or, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that that kind of irks me a little bit, but at the end of the day, I understand where she's coming from, kind of. Hmm. Okay. And uh, let's transition from there, from your siblings to your parents, all right? Tell me about your relationship. Let's start off with your dad. 
he's a great guy now. Um, I think he's he's fantastic human being. Um, he supported us growing up and has been very um he he looks like he is angry and mad and, and all the time but he's yeah. a big teddy bear um and so he you know he always wants what's best for me and we have a, a good relationship now growing up it it wasn't good at all um it was like I feel like, okay, so a lot of my friends here don't understand this, but, like, growing up in another country, your parents hit you. And, um, like, that didn't change once we came to the U.S., and for, like, a long time that that didn't change. And so it was, like, you know. (laughs) Um, And eventually I got to an age where, obviously, he wouldn't dare even think about it. But Mm -hmm. um, after that stopped, I feel like we got a lot closer. And I was able to, you know, kind of bring him in the loop on more things in my life and um, kind of be more open and honest with him because I'll admit, like, I, I would keep things from him all the time and because I was just terrified of him and I didn't want him to kind of disown me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, our relationship has developed a lot through the years and I would say now that he is the one person in my family that I know will always i mean i think my whole family will always be there for me but he's the one person that i think regardless of anything i were to ever do he would be in my corner can you explain to me a little bit rayon you know the transition between the not so good parts of you you know you you've been prefacing a lot during this show where it's like our relationship is good now you know our really he's a he's a better man now can you pinpoint uh, maybe even a general timeline in which that transition from, oh, this is kind of a hurtful past or a, a strained relationship to, wow, we are now coming into our own as, as, as you know, parent and child. Yeah, um, I think that kind of started when I was like 15, 16 years old and I was in high school and um, he kind of saw that I was struggling and he's very like bad with his emotions and able to like reach out and talk to he's very awkward and doesn't know how to convey things properly um but i think that a lot of that changed when i left for college uh my freshman year of college yeah uh he would he would start calling me and that was something that i found totally out of the ordinary and Mm. i was like he wants to talk to me okay so then we like would talk on the phone i would tell him about what i was doing in college um, my mom like would call me every day, but he would never call me. So that was like crazy. Um, and a lot of this I attributed to the fact that I, I didn't really think about this for the longest time, but mm. he works uh, like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., 7 p.m. every single day. And I never really acknowledged that he was doing that all for us. And he was, you know, working his ass off to support us and the toll that it was taking on him and eventually i started to realize that and um when i transferred back when i transferred closer to home um he and i started to develop a better relationship because i would see him more often i would try and spend more time with him and have like important conversations with him about mental health because that was something i i don't know how to bring up that i needed to talk to a therapist to him and once i told him that i think he realized that 
okay, my son, I'm doing something wrong or my son like needs more support from me because he's obviously struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where everything really changed. I got a therapist. He started, I started to talk, talk to him more about stuff and be more open about like everything, honestly, like how I was feeling, like my friends, my family relationship, like everything. And that's where we kind of, got closer amazing i love that i love that you know while it took some time it's it's amazing to see where you guys are today or or (laughs) where you you see your you you and your relationship with your dad today um and that isn't something that's strained but it's developing and evolving over time (laughs) tell me about you and your mom um my mom is my my the one person in life I would die for. Mm. Um, I I love my mom more than anything. She growing up, she was amazing. Took care of me like a mom should, um, and really made sure that I felt like I was loved and and really did a good job of just being a mom. Um, in uh, I've always had like there's always been at some point like a long period of time where I've had a strained relationship with one family member or the other except my mom and my brother. My brother, it's because, you know, like he doesn't start anything and he just stays out of everyone's business and, you know, does his own thing. Um, And my mom, it's because I've just been so close with her growing up and then all throughout everything. Um, And we really, really, really like became best friends when she got cancer and I came home and she saw that I was the one taking care of her and really looking out for her and, and, she she acknowledged that I had dropped everything to you know take care of her, and I think she really appreciated that. And so we would just be hanging out all the time, and uh, yeah, it's just a good relationship there. Um, recently, it's been like I said earlier, it's been more difficult because they're kind of expecting stuff from me that that I don't even know how to expect from myself. Um, and so that's where it's like strained a little bit, but I I still think that I can you know like kind of break down to her and be like yo listen this is too much for me i need to i need to like take a step back we need to talk about this yeah uh if i may ask just to kind of have closure on the situation how is your your mom's health in terms of uh her her journey with cancer she's doing much better thank god um she uh had a I'm going to go into detail. <laughs> uh, she had like a, a really big cyst in her colon, like a cancerous cyst. And um, they, when the doctors got a scan, they said it was stage two or stage three, um, could even possibly be stage four. And at that point, um, we were like, ah, shit, like our time with her is limited. Um, and so like stage three and stage four cancer is just not something that you, you can beat without, you know, like, the support of everybody and and like prayer and and whatnot um but she had surgery to get removed and she was we were literally scheduling her chemo timeline two days before her surgery and she got her surgery done um we were scheduling her chemo timeline after that as well with her when she had come back from the operation and they sent it to the lab got it scanned and it turned out to be stage one it was just a massive, massive cancerous cyst, and it was like, luckily, stage one. So it hadn't spread anywhere. 
Um, and so, you know, that was just kind of a really big shock for us because we had been preparing for the worst, but then the best possible scenario could have happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was really relieving for all of us. Um, but then she had to schedule a bunch more surgeries because like there were little pieces of cancer, like in other places that needed to be removed. Um, and as like precautions, they were like, we need to take out like, um, your, uh, I don't know what they took out. They took out a bunch of organs from her and she is like, she weighs less now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, she's tough. And, and so I, I'm glad that we were all there for her, even when she wasn't able to be as, as tough as she normally is. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, you know, we look at our, we look at our parents as these heroes, you know, they're, they're the first people we really know when we're, or spawned here in this world. And, and when you see moments of vulnerability, like when you see your parents cry for the first time, they fight something like that when they get sick and you're now the person that needs to take care of them. Um, it is difficult to say the least because your brain has to alter from being the kid that's spoiled by his family and now having to take on the cape and be the, the responsible one, the hero. Yeah. You talked a lot about your mom. I want to talk about you in this specific scenario in terms of her illness. Uh, what did you learn during your time taking care of your mom and, and kind of walking this journey together? Um, I learned that family is, is probably the most important thing to me subconsciously. Um, because I never really realized how much my family meant to me until that happened. And so obviously they were always important to me, but there were a lot of times I caught myself prioritizing hanging out with friends or spending time online that I should have been spending with my family. And I feel like that's something that we can get caught up in. And I, I really learned that, you know, I might, I'm not going to be with my family forever. Uh, I have limited time with them. And I can say the same about my friends, but my friends won't love me unconditionally the way my family does. Um, and so that was, that was one thing that, that really was a shock to me because I was like, wow, I need to do better. <laughs> Um, I also learned that I also should spend more time, um, not just taking, spending time with my family, but also like opening up to them and, and kind of explaining how I feel to them, because if they don't know how I feel, then they're going to make assumptions. And that, I feel like that's the worst thing when people make assumptions about you and, and why you're upset or something like that. And and I kind of needed to just like sit them down and be like, yo, these are things going on in my life right now. And I know I don't talk to you guys about this and I keep these things from you. But like, if you want to understand why I am the way I am feeling right now, then here's why. Um, and so being more open to my family really makes them understand more about what's happening. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, man. I appreciate that. That was, uh, that's tough. That is a, a difficult thing to, to face, um, not just as the patient, but as someone who's a spectator. I mean, you, you, you got to feel helpless at some point where you see mm -hmm. your family members struggling and suffering and you physically can't do anything about it. You could comfort them, but in terms of 
fighting that disease, that's a one-on-one fight. And more often than not, it's not a fair one. Um, but I'm glad your mom's doing very well. And I'm glad that you're finding some peace and maybe even guidance through that, that experience. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I want to ask a little bit about your relationship with your parents in terms of your, um, your career, where you want to go in life. Um, you're telling me, you know, something I, I also have experienced with, with especially minority parents is that there's a belief, and correct me again if I'm wrong, there is a belief that we are coming here to the United States, you know, the American dream, the land of the free, something that should be yeah, the land of opportunity, if you may. Mm-hmm. And so they fought to get here, and it is our job now to maximize that opportunity. And so when you hear that as a minority child, child of a minority, I'm sorry, there is an overwhelming pressure to be great at all costs, to give up any hobbies, passions, and interests that don't make money or give you status because you are not maximizing the opportunity that they see they are giving to you. Correct? Spot on. So how do you, at, at where you are in life right now, Rayon, how do you have this conversation with them? Because you're not a kid. You're not. You are a college graduate. You have a degree. And, almost. Almost. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a senior in college. <laughs> you, you almost have a degree, all right? Yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm going to hold my breath. I'll knock on wood. Hopefully we can finish that through. But you almost have a degree. And while that's a huge monumental thing, especially for your family, you know, all three kids got a degree. Now there's a pressure. There's this feeling of what next? And quite frankly, society, even the college system, doesn't really prepare you properly for transitioning of X amount of years of education, literally doing school for majority of your life to this point to the working world. Yeah. So how are you, wh- how, what are these conversations you're having with your parents and how are you managing uh, these conversations in terms of your future career and future life plans? Um, so they just kind of want to know what direction I'm going in, what field I want to be in and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, they want me to obviously be in a career path that is successful and will support me and whatever future family I have. And um, I am kind of lost on what i want to do i have a lot of options i'm getting a political science degree so i can kind of go anywhere with that um and they are like pressuring me to know now and that's not something that i have yet figured out like i've i've spent my freshman sophomore junior year switching between majors trying to figure out what i want to do and now i'm here and i'm like i'm almost graduating I don't know what I want to do. And that scares me a little bit. And um, yeah, so they kind of, they don't empathize with me on the level that I don't know what I want to do because they don't show me any sort of emotion in terms of, oh, it's okay to to not have it figured out. Or um, we see that you're trying and, and it's okay that you're just trying your best, you know, like I'm trying every single day. I'm, I'm freaking out about this every single day. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I want to go. Yeah. And they just kind of neglect that and, and don't really see that. 
Why is it so important that you know now? Why do you think that they, they, they're pressuring you right now for that answer? I, I think to them it's because they want me to secure something as fast as I can and yeah. just be live a comfortable life. And I think they obviously have my, my success in their best interests. Um, yeah. But again, success is subjective. Mm. I think success to me is different to success to them. What's success to um, you? Success to me um, within a career uh, standpoint would be to have a job that will pay well, but does good for others. Um, and I want to be successful in, in making people's lives better. Um, not at the expense of mine, obviously. Like I want to have a better life as well, but I want other people to also have a better life. Um, so that's why I, I've, you know, kind of like scoped my options. I have a bunch of things lined up, um, internships and whatnot that, that will hopefully help me figure out what I want to do. Um, I'm taking the LSAT on August something. Um, I should probably figure that out, but, um, cause I, I don't know if I want to go into law yet. And so I'm going to take it just to see how I do. And then if I, if I need to study a lot more, I'll, I'll take a course on it and see if I want to do law. Um, but yeah, it just. Uh, they're concerned for me. And so I think that's why they're so overbearing in this sense. Well, the unknown is always worrisome, you know? When you walk through life in the darkness or in, 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 in question, it's like... And, and I don't even say darkness in terms of, a, like, it's a bad thing, because we, we we're all trying to figure it out, you know? That's the game of life, is w what clicks, where what's the good balance... Um, and, and where do I find, like you said, success in my opinion? And that's a journey. And to, I, I never even asked, how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 21. Holy shit, you only 21? Yeah. <laughs> I thought your ass was 23, the way you, you've been talking to me. You're 21, no, no, no. and they're asking yeah, you to man. have your life written out. That ain't right. I'm 28. I got seven years on you, all right? I got, oh my gosh this is insane that's wild you're impressive for a 21 year old i'll tell you that you're much much more mature than many of the 21 year olds i've got to talk to on this funky ass platform but the <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 not kidding actually when i say that but i am it's been it's been nice hearing you speak and 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 pick your brain a bit you are you are someone that's lived quite a life so far um let's go with this rayon all right I'm in the business of creating moments. I'm in the business of people, as a matter of fact, if I were to very specifically um, notate that. And so what's beautiful about this show and beautiful what I do here is that we capture memories, capture moments. You're 21 years old right now. In my life, it's June 20th, 2021. Okay. This VOD will later be on, on YouTube for you to watch as much as you want however long in the future you want, whether it be the next day, year, 10 years, whatever. And you can look back and see where you were in life, what were you going through. And hopefully, when you do look back, you're like, damn, I was wearing all that shit, and here I am, fulfilled. But I want to speak specifically towards your family. Mom, dad, brother, sister. What is something you would like to say to your family about yourself? Maybe it's something they should be reminded that we can capture here tonight in a time capsule. Something that they should never forget about you. Um, if I could say one thing. Say whatever you'd like. 
Um, <clears throat> I would probably, as if I was talking to them, just like straight up, just talking to them. Straight up, Paul Abdul. Um, listen, guys, I love you guys, and you guys are amazing. And thank you for supporting me and being so so caring and kind growing up and and bringing me to where I am and you know not letting me give up on everything um but i will make you guys proud one day um i'm trying my best i'm I'm doing what i can and i i don't like to be um talked down to and i don't like to be sold short on on my abilities and so i'll definitely i'll definitely prove you guys wrong in in a lot of the things you guys said have said to me and and um yeah (laughs) I love that. I love that. Prove them wrong. Okay. Yeah. Make them proud. Both of those. I love that a ton. I love that a ton. Yeah. We talked a lot about your family. I want to ask about you real quick here growing up. What kind of preteen to teenager were you, Ryan? <laughs> huh? Who are um, you? So preteen, I was I was the kid that never shut up. I I <laughs> I would just talk and talk and talk and ask questions and just never shut the fuck up. <laughs> People would be like, Brown, shut up, dude. All you do is ask stupid questions. You're so annoying. Um, so that was preteen me. And I, I, I came up with like a lot of random phrases and, and things that I would say. I was super into Naruto growing up. Mm. So I'd like run around screaming Chidori and Rasengan and whatnot and like slapping my brother and sister while <laughs> running across the house. Uh, yeah, just Naruto running yeah. like, <laughs> all over the place. Um, I caught that. Don't worry, I caught ah, that. <laughs> I got you. I'm glad you did. I, got, uh, I did not do that in vain, all right? That's nice. I like that. Um, and like... As a teenager, man, I, uh, bro, I was down horrendous. I would just like be like, when will women love me? When am I going <laughs> to have my turn being loved? Um, I, I just can't like, wh- <laughs> when is it my turn to be happy? You know, um, and I guess I, I'm still a little bit like, when is it my turn to be happy? But not the same way I was as I was a teen. I was like a like a hormonal like, like freak. Who needed like validation from women? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that completely. That's such. You know, it's wild. Again, the age range between you and I is seven years, but a hundred percent so far in terms of you know, the way you've been brought up, your your family life, and now the down badness of your your you know <laughs> high school career. Man, I got that same ass feeling. You're right. You're right. Let's let's transition. Since we're talking a little bit about, you know, the the adolescent years, let's get into education a little bit. All right. The least sexy title that I can I can create for this. Let's talk about education. Specifically, let's start off with your high school career. All right. So you're familiar with all the stereotypes. we got the nerds, the jocks, the preps, the, the stoners, the emo kids, the skaters, uh, whatever you want to say there in terms of uh, all the, the stereotypes of, of a high schooler. Where did you fall under that spectrum? What were you? What was who was Royan in in a high school setting? Where did you fall under? Uh, this changed a lot throughout high school. Like like it started, I was socially awkward nerd, um, 
Also, sorry to interject. Can I pee really quick? Yeah, I'm about totally. to piss myself. No, if you if you gotta pee, go pee, man. It's the show. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go take yeah, a piss. I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be back. Guys, I didn't tell him this, but I gotta take a piss. I gotta take a piss like in the next. I think I can last this next segment. I usually do two segments in Life Story, and then I go pee the next two. Valing, good catch. Good catch, by the way. You saw the emotion in my eye, yeah. He's saying a lot of stuff that resonates, man. Potty break, potty. Wow, you guys are fit. You like that quick Naruto run right there? I, I got a little... Your boy stretched it out a little bit there. Yo, thank you so much, everyone, for watching, hanging out tonight, man. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad that I had a, a sip of some whiskey, too. I'm, that's the only glass, guys. We're not going too crazy. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do another show tomorrow. I probably will drink. Barker keeps pressuring me to drink. You know, he's one of those. Please, please, what, Dana? Dana? This? CS? CSGO? Is that a class? CIS is definitely a class. No drinking. Oh no, one of those. What do you mean one of those? Take a potty break, moms. I can hold it a little bit. What whiskey are you sipping on? I found this whiskey <clears throat> five years ago. I had this whiskey, and it was at my best friend's wedding. And uh, we were upstairs. It's all the groomsmen and I was hanging out with his dad, too. We were playing pool. He's like, moms, you got to have some of this uh, campfire whiskey. And uh, I drank it. By far. I don't drink whiskey. I'm not a whiskey drinker. I drink vodka. Gin is my favorite. And... Um, but I don't even drink much anymore. I kind of hung it up. But uh, I randomly thought of that friend. He's, I still text him from time to time. And uh, he gave me, I, I texted him. I was like, yo, give me, the, give me the brand of that whiskey we drank at your bachelor party. And he's like, yeah, I say less. So I went and picked it up. And here we are today. Uh, thank you so much, guys. You guys are so kind. I appreciate you. Even if it's your first time, man, glad to have you. You good? It all came out all right, Rayon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel lighter. I feel so much lighter. <laughs> I feel lighter. Wow, nice. Lucky. I, I promise myself, I always do it where it's like, I do two segments in Life Story, and then I got two more to go. I use a bathroom break in between. So I'm going to see. We'll see. I might have to just go use the bathroom middle way, but we'll see. We'll see, all right? I got a short bladder. I'm not a tall person. I got a tiny bladder <laughs> as well. Yeah, now, you and me both. You oh, and me both. How, um, have you told your height online? Yeah, 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 I'm 5'7". Okay. Oh, really? Really? 5'7"? Five, 5'7"? Yeah. Five, seven? Five, seven? Uh, with yeah. what? The Doc Martens on? Is this no, no, how no. we do this? I, I'm 5'8 and a half with the Doc Martens on. This worry. is bullshit. I am 5'6". Everyone here is spamming that you're 5'6". Do not lie to us. I'm not 5'6". I'm quite literally 5'7". I will seven. body you at TwitchCon, Ryan. I will body you. Will... Yo, we can... Yo, what? wait, moms. When are we setting up the boxing match? I, oh my gosh, you really want to do this. You really yeah. want to do this, my man. This, you yeah. chose me as your opponent? Do you yeah. know I am the butterball, the butter bean of boxing, baby? All right? I was trained by Manny Pacquiao himself, all right? If you got to <laughs> you can put the Dukes up, man. I don't go for, you know, yeah, by, I don't go by decision. I'm here to knock you out, man. I don't know oh, if you want I'm this. The exact same way. Like, Listen, you're, you step in a ring with me, moms? Listen. <laughs> Listen, we're going to make it happen, and, and uh, we're going to... Rayon, just because you're friends with Vinny Hacker, and I know he box, don't make you <laughs> Vinny Hacker, my man, all right? This is... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay, you can, Yo, man. Ryan Garcia lives, like, 
like three minutes away from me, dude. I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna get him to train me a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna go at it, bro. I don't got the stamina to even fucking uh, you know meet up with my ex, let alone uh, box you for five rounds. All right, my man. Oh, is that too much? Is that too much, lady? This is why I can't get a fucking sponsor, all right? Because I can't. I, I, I'm just putting too many fucking bars out here. I'm a. Uh, hey, this guy I, just said that he was having a stab at a go Okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read my oh, notes. All right, I gotta God. read my notes here. <laughs> right, all right. I'm, uh, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. All right. No. <laughs> all right. So we, 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 we were going. We were talking about high school. All right. We were talking about your experience in high school. We were talking about some of the stereotypes of of a high school kind of cliques or. Or what you were? You said you were a door. You said you were kind of a nerd. Weeb, would you put it? Or is that too far? Yeah, um, I I got into anime later. So I didn't get yeah. into anime until I was cool. Okay. okay. Um, Naruto That's was cool. the only thing I really watched growing up, and mm-hmm. um, that kind of led me into my weeb phase. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I started off as a, a kind of a dork, social outcast. I had a Justin Bieber bowl cut. Um, I'm sure Ew. I could find a picture of that somewhere. Um, and it was uh. Yeah, I don't know. I I was down bad as as well. So like, no women would want to talk to me while I look like how I looked. I weighed thirty pounds, forty pounds more than I do now, and I was like six inches shorter than I was now. So, um, it was it was a weird time to be me. Um, sophomore year, I got rid of the hair. Yeah, uh, I started you know glowing up. That's when I started glowing up a little bit. Lost some weight. Um, I was you know figuring out how to not be a social outcast. Um, I joined some clubs at school. Um, and junior years where everything really changed. Junior year, I was I joined ASB, mm-hmm. um, and so being a part of the student body, I was forced to be like you know peppy and and, and outgoing and stuff. <clears throat> I was also like that was the year where I started going to all the football games and like being super school spirit, and everybody was like, "Damn, this kid changed!" Like I glowed up a little bit, got a nice fade, like grew like five inches and and i was just fun to be around and and that's where i I made a lot of my friends and um that is kind of what led me into my my senior year and um i was asb like president and i was doing leading all the spirit stuff and and my entire class knew who i was and i was that kid um, I also did theater as well, starting my sophomore year, and that was kind of like what led me to to being more outgoing. Because I joined the improv team. Like after shows, people would come up to me and be like, "Yo, you're funny as hell. Like, how do you how do you do improv? That kind of stuff." And um, like musicals, I would have to interact with all these people on the daily, and it was crazy because like I I changed so much in such a small amount of time. Um, and I really think that's where I developed into the person that I am now because I, I got rid of this this shell of me being nervous and and shy and and awkward to to shedding it and becoming like this butterfly. Nice analogy, around this mm. butterfly of like. Wow, he gave himself uh, a compliment, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Mike's hardest is kicking in. All right. This is- <laughs> um, that's kind of where I, I I figured out that like you know there's more to me than just that and i can be so much more and i can be like the best version of myself mm-hmm. um yeah so i just became outgoing i guess i like it i like it let me let me ask some of the layups all right the, the layup questions go what was your subject where did you thrive in in high school um i was killing it in um ap english language 
and uh, AP Bio. And so I was like, I want to go to medicine. I love doctors and science and AP Bio. And then I got to college and I was like, fuck that. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Okay. How about in terms of, so clubs, you mentioned you were, you, you did theater, you were ASB president. Uh, this, uh, of them all, which was the most transformative? Which one impacted you the most? I would say theater uh, by yeah. far. Um, ASB was really good my junior year. Then my senior year, I realized that like, yeah, it's full of fake bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like, these 100%. people are like fake as fuck. They, they don't, they put on this act that, like they only care about themselves and and partying and like all these superficial things they don't really care about what's actually going on behind the scenes yeah um whereas in theater like there were some people like that but there were also people that like had aspirations and dreams and so many things that were bigger than themselves and they really kind of introduced me to the whole I am bigger than myself. I am mm. the world. Like I need to contribute to the world and I need to, you know, do my part. Um and so that's really where I transformed because I was like, man, these theater kids are so freaking cool. I want to like get my shit together and and be like them and be outgoing and and have all these amazing relationships. What tip would you give cuz you mentioned people coming up to you, "Yo, how do you do improv?" What tip would you give to those that are trying to do improv? Um, I would say just be yourself on stage. Like I, I used to think that I had to like really act to be funny mm. and I'm totally tooting my own horn, <laughs> but like Bye. you don't, Bye. you don't have to act to be funny. You just need to be yourself. Somebody's going to find you funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I would make the stupidest jokes and people would find them funny. And then I would make really complex jokes that people wouldn't understand, but other people would find hilarious. Mm. And so it's just you don't need to be someone that you're not on stage unless obviously that's your role to be someone you're not. But improv is so versatile and and on the spot that you can just be yourself and people will find it funny. People will think that it's like a made up persona. Like there were literally times where we'd be doing an improv game and I'd have to like respond to a certain question a certain way. And I would literally just respond how I would normally respond and people would find it funny because they wouldn't have expected that like a normal answer. Yeah. I like that. In terms of your high school journey, can you give me a memory, whether it be good or bad? And good in sense of something you look fondly back upon, bad in the sense of something that you endured that maybe you needed to learn. And it's a lesson learned that you still take on to this very day. Do you have any of those memories during your high school career? I do. Give I have me- a lot of of so my a lot of my fond memories from high school actually come from my like first serious relationship which i'm we'll get into i know later but um my fondest memory from high school is um asking my uh, girlfriend at the time to prom and that was during an improv show and it was quite literally one of the like most ballsy things i've ever done and very like carefully planned and coordinated and i look very fondly upon that moment um in terms of bad there were a lot of people that didn't like me because I would give it to them straight and I would tell them they're being fake as fuck. Um, and so those people would obviously go around and, and say things about me that that obviously weren't the best. And so there were a lot of um, mixed reviews on Ryan back in the day mm-hmm. uh, coming from throughout the class of 2018 and, and how um, I was very... I heard it from someone else, but I, I heard that I was very... Um, 
like conceited in a sense and very stubborn in proving everybody wrong even though that's that's that wasn't it at the time it was more of just telling people that they're not being real and and it wasn't something that i would do just to like you know get at them it was something that i would do because like i can clearly tell this is not who you are and you got to hear it from somebody else to really you know get that culture shock and and, and understand that you're you're like masking your your true self let's play devil's advocate with that why was that important for you to call out though um good question there was no real reason for me to call people out on their bullshit <laughs> I'm Good just question. that person. Yeah, no, fair play. I agree. I, I like you. I, I just hate drama, and there was, like, lots of drama starting, and I would just give it to people straight at that point. I'm like, listen, I, you don't have to be friends with me. I just don't want drama. This is, the like, stupid. I, I don't want to waste my time with dumb shit like this, you know? Uh, how do you not... This is going to be kind of stepping away for just a, literally just one moment. One question. How do you not deal with that here on Twitch? Let's be sure. I say as I say as far away from 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 drama as possible on Twitch. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like being straight with people, I I'll tell people still like how I feel about things that they do or yeah. um how like things that they do are wrong. And um, recently, actually, there was an incident that I I literally just called the person. I was like, yo what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is not cool. What you are doing is not cool. Like, you need to get your shit together before, like, you get canceled. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they were a friend of mine, and I was really upset with the things that they were doing, and I was like, you're... Mm -mm, this ain't it. Yeah. And so I, I unfortunately... Uh, well, not unfortunately. I, I ended up cutting ties with that person, but it's like, I will tell you if you're doing some stupid shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. I like that. Going back to your high school career here, um, I'm going to take you to your final weeks of high school, right? So you're getting the cap and gown, you finish up your finals, you finish up your, your group projects, you, you know, we'll sign my yearbook, we'll be friends forever. Uh, <laughs> bullshit kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> tell me, what was the next step? Was it a four-year university, community college, work, traveling, taking a break? What did you end up doing and why? I went to four-year university. Um, I, because it was one expected of me, <laughs> and two, um, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to move, and I wanted to experience college for what it was—live in a city. Mm -hmm. um, so then I ended up moving to San Francisco. Nice. After that. Oh, that's sick. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, and and of course, what did you end up studying in college again? Just on the <laughs> on the docket. Um, I started off studying biology. I was a bio major. Mm -hmm. um, after a year, I realized that I did not want to be a bio major anymore, and I switched my major to political science. Tell me of this, all right? Your college experience. You know, everyone that goes to college, there's this, there's this preconceived notion of going to college in the United States, man. It is a rager. And to some degree, it is. Like you, you really, when you arrive on campus your freshman year, day one, the buck stops at you. There's no, t it's time management. Uh, you could do anything you want. You are your own individual. Tell me, what was your college experience, Rayon? Were you sticking with the identity that you had in high school and just bringing that show on the road? Did you try to alter yourself? Did you try to seek 
that life of, of, you know, a little bit out there in terms of the party scene? Or were you more reserved? Tell us about your college experience. Um, going into college, I definitely tried to keep my personality and um, remain outgoing and, and involve myself in that kind of stuff. So I did. I joined the, the my college's improv team. I went to the University of San Francisco. It's a really small nice. um, Catholic Mm-hmm. private school um, with a lot of international students and that's important it's an important thing to note for for why I transferred um, but so I, I kind of involved myself heavily there and there's only 7,000 students that go there and so it was basically just like a high school I knew a lot of people and faces were seen everywhere and I just kind of like you know running the same people I made friends with a bunch of people on my floor and yeah I had my like rager moments where we'd like get high or drunk or whatever do whatever college students do um and i look back fondly on those years because i realize now that that was something i just needed to get out of the way (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because now i'm i'm somewhat the same but like toned down like you know how as you get older and older your tolerance to things gets lower and lower obviously i can't say anything for being you know 28 but uh, no, nah, um, I think I'm still kicking. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, I could, uh, I'll take, I could drink you under the table. Anyways, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, to a degree, yes, yes, no, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I understand. You know, the older you get, especially the, it loses its luster. You know, I remember like you know doing that shit when you're around the college age. You're, it's exciting. Now it's like. Now it's legal. Now it's yeah. <laughs> now it's uh, yeah. When it's eh. not legal, it's fun. And then as soon as it's legal, you're like, damn. In now a video what? game, like, yeah. When I don't want to go out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something I much rather. And correct me, do you? I'd rather party at a house party than a club any day of the oh, week. 100%. Oh, one hundred percent. Every once in a while, I would enjoy going to the club because I love to dance. But mm-hmm. like nine times out of ten, I want to be at a house chilling and vibing. You know, doing whatever we're doing. Rayon, you and I are at a house party. Where are you posted up? Where are you going at a house party? This is a pop quiz. There's only one right answer. <laughs> like, like, where am I standing or sitting? Where are you posted? Yeah, where are you posted up at a house party? Where do you go? Um, at the counter or I'm sitting on the arm of the sofa. Okay. The, the counter. I'll give you the kitchen. The kitchen is the place <laughs> to be. The funniest fuckers are there. The drinks are being poured there. The food is there. If you ain't at the kitchen at a house party, you're a damn fool. Unless you're in the basement, you know, having a salad. That's all the, That's another question. But so true. I, I've, hey, you're a real one for that. Honestly, that is, I, you know, there's a little bit of judgment there. That was the only yeah. honest judgment question I'll have there. But that's dope. That's dope. So uh, during your college career, you mentioned you wanted to note that um, in terms of international students there. Why did you want to note that? Why was that so important? Um, that was important in, in why I transferred because the lifestyle of that college was not my lifestyle. It was very, um, stuck up and, um, what's the word for it? Uh, pretentious, like privileged, privileged kids that like, they drove Lambos and like G wagons and, and all they talked about was money and going to the Gucci store and doing this and that, like very materialistic things. And so I realized that I was surrounding myself with these people that care about material things and Mm. not like anything other than that, that I was like, man, I needed new friends. So I like tried to find new friends, got some really amazing friends that were like into a lot of the same things as I was. And, and they're the, the clip of the, the guy barking, the friend that was sitting next to me, that's one of my lifelong friends that I made in San Francisco. He actually just came to visit me like 
two three weeks ago That's for my it. birthday and was like yo like let's kick it and i was like yeah come come through fly over mm-hmm. um and so like i made these friends but it, at that point i had already made my mind up about transferring that like uh, there were so many other factors that came into me transferring that um really m- motivated me but this was kind of like the one thing that was lurking in the back of my mind what did you learn most about your time in college, about yourself? Oh, man. Um, I learned that, that being like who you are is a product of the people you surround yourself with. Um, so I would surround myself with bad people. I wouldn't be making the best decisions. There were a lot of times where I would wake up you know, in my room not knowing what had happened the night before, and that was terrifying. And I'm like, that is not something that I am okay with because I don't know what happened and everyone is telling me different things and that's not something that I ever want to happen again. Um, and I, I don't know, like I made stupid decisions that end up in me getting hurt a lot of the time. Um, even like just like stupid fights with people. I got in my first fist fight in college. Um, that, was a, that was a wild time. There's Why'd you duke? Why'd you duke it out? There was this guy at a party, and he was plastered out of his mind. I was the only one there that was even remotely sober, and he was, like, talking shit to these people, and, like, he was just being a total dickwad in general. Mm. And so, like, we were walking... I was walking through the living room into the kitchen of this this house that we were at and trying to get a glass of water, and this dude bumps into me, and then he shoves me, and he's like, yo, you got a fucking problem or whatever? And I was like, no, nah, nah, I'm chill, I'm, I'm cool, like, we're, we're chilling, and that was fine. But then later on in the night, he, there was this girl that he was talking to, and, and he was making advances at her that were clearly unwarranted and clearly unwanted, and me and another dude stepped in, and we were like, yo, like, piss off a little bit, yeah? And he got aggressive and was was very adamant on on talking about how he um was like desired by everybody and and uh, this girl wanted him so bad so then like he like got in our faces he punched the shit out of my friend in the face and so i hit him back and uh we exchanged a few punches but after that um we had kind of people had gotten in in between us and and stopped the fight um I definitely won, though. 100%. Is, uh, th- that was the most polite way of how to describe a fight. We've exchanged a few blows, a few punches, <laughs> if you may. And easily, I, I came out on top. If you ask the judges, I landed more. He may have thrown more, but mine landed. The power punches. This is... Listen, you may take him on, but again, like I said, you put me in the ring with you. All right, Rayon. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, the reason I won was because I didn't hit him with my fist. I hit him with my elbow. So, um, Ooh, you went MMA on I, him. You didn't. I, 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 kinda, I, I went like this on him. Yeah. And, and that was kind of what, what put him down. This man's throwing <laughs> bones. What the fuck, dude? What is your deal? All right. Uh, well, actually, it was for honor. All right. So I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I like that. Okay. Let's uh let's go on to your work history here. All right, we're gonna move on over. You 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 still have a year left of college, which I'm excited for. But this transitions us into kind of where you're going with that and 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 your history prior. So let me change over the tabs. That being said, you need to use the restroom, Rayon. Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. All right. I had to no. think about it for a second, but I mean, you I can use it whenever you want. Thing. For me, I'm built in twos, so I'll be back in one minute. Uh, go ahead. Chad is yours. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Gotcha. All right, Chad. Um, now what? Who am I fighting in chat? <laughs> Mom's needs a body break. Chiro. Uh, I do drink my milk. He thinks his D is big and he owns everything. SMH hate those kind of people. Me too. I I hate that guy. You lied about your age. I didn't lie about my age. I'm 21. Um, Hiran Illy Illy too, Audrey. You're a liar about what? What am I lying about? Height. I'm five seven. Um, Jenna, listen. My best friend Lori is five seven, and we literally measured up perfectly to be five seven. And and it. So. I don't know. Okay, I'm five seven two. Then you're definitely five seven. He is five seven. Yeah, like my IRL best friend is five seven, and she we measure up to be the exact same. So, what a power move! Elbowing a creep. True, right? True. Still taller than Gracie. Everyone's taller than Gracie. You're right. Did you have your shoes on? No, no, no. I had flats. I had complete flats on, and she had like shoes, shoes on. So. Um, yeah, vibe check, guys. Vibe check. Um, I have so many snacks. I wish I could show you guys. I have so many snacks on my table. I have like four bottles of water. Um, I have these Trader Joe's gummies that are actual crack. I love these things so much. Um, and then I have my pita chips that I'm actually going to eat one right now because mom's isn't here. Yeah, you can eat while I'm not here. Is that uh, is that oh. how this show? That's how the show works, man. That's how it goes. <laughs> Look at this man's. He's, uh, you know, uh, for me, I'm seeing some woozy in his eyes. Do you guys see this, ladies and gentlemen, in in Rayon's eyes? He's, I think, after one drink, suddenly, uh, I don't know who this man's is. I think he's in outer space, similar to his background. I don't know. What is that snack? Oh, I, I was eating pita chips. They're like Parmesan oh, pita chips. Those are wait. The, the and then Joe I ones? have these uh. They're they are from Trader Joe's. They're like Stacy's beta. Actually, they're not from Trader Joe's. They're from Target. These are from Trader Joe's. These are like crack. They're like Swedish fish, but but better. How are they better? I like uh, Swedish fish, so I'm. I'm they're curious. healthier. How do they? How are they healthier? Different sugars. Uh, much less sugar. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. You you a Trader Joe's fan? You go there often? I, I'm a big Trader Joe's fanboy. I wish they would sponsor me. Where uh, what you getting at Trader Joe's? Like, what are you picking up aside from the fish? What else are you getting? Um, I actually have my whole Trader Joe's lineup on me right now. Um, I'm picking up these cocoa baton wafer cookies. Woo! Um, I'm picking up their their uh, what's it called? Their pickle flavored uh popcorn and their white cheddar popcorn. Both mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they have this like strawberry sparkling water that goes hard. Wow! So. Wait, the pickle popcorn, that's the one with the scary mascot, right? Uh, I think so. You've never seen the pickle popcorn mascot? It's like a real pickle, but like cartoonish hands. It's terrifying. It's like... Oh, you got to Google this. All right, now you got to I'm, I'm Googling it right Google now. Google it right now. All of you that are watching this, stop the video. All right, if you're watching this on YouTube, stop the video. Watch how menacing the pickle popcorn at Trader Joe's like mascot is. It's terrifying. I had another guest 
showed me that. And I was like, that is fucked up. What is this uh, anime villain that they are having as their, their main character of what they're trying to sell this popcorn as? It's fucking wild. How many clicks? Wait, are what you the doing? hell is you this? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? See? What the it's fuck is this? It's menacing. It's menacing, Yo, dude. What? I'm sorry. That put thing it in is the chat. Messed put it up. in the chat if you'd like. I don't. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's it's extremely fucked up. Yeah. Anywho, all right, Rayon. That little sidetrack there. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the whiskey is hitting a little harder than I expected. Um, let's talk about your work history here. Okay. Uh, I do this segment similar to a resume. All right. So if you were to stop streaming completely and be looking for a job, how many jobs would you put in that work experience or work history segment of your um, resume today um i put like four there mm, okay. four jobs four, four. um let's yeah, start off four. with the first one how old were you what were you doing um i was in freshman year of college again in san francisco mm-hmm. um this was the first like so I, i've wanted been wanting to work in esports for a while as well that's also something that I've, I've been interested in um and so I got a job with the San Francisco Shock Overwatch team, like the professional Overwatch team. Wow. Um, and I basically just worked with their marketing team and did a, like event management with them. Um, they would throw a bunch of events around Berkeley. They were sponsored by Berkeley. Or they sponsored Berkeley. And so they would ha- hold like massive watch parties and LAN events and whatnot. So I would, I would drive to Berkeley and, um, you know, attend their events, run their events with them. That was super fun. Um, got a bunch of free swag and uh, I was also like their campus representative for USF me and a few other guys um, I was like the shock representative and so yeah that was super fun and then um, after I left San Francisco they still kept me on remotely and I worked with their marketing team and they were just kind enough to do that they're they're loyal to the people that work with them and so I went to TwitchCon 2019 representing them which is in that picture of me and Wilbur so I'm wearing like a shock jersey because I was supporting shock homies um and my old username actually is really embarrassing um what is it, it? It, it, i was called me mystery and uh it's like because i i i used to eat a lot at cream mystery and i liked memes so i i, I was me mystery so they gave me like a jersey with me mystery on it and everything and I'm so stupid now. I think about it. And I'm like, that looks so dumb seeing me mystery on the back of a shock jersey. <laughs> cream, it's all because you like to eat. The, what is that? Cream mystery? I've never heard cream of mystery. A, what's a cream mystery? It's like a, it's an ice cream place, but they make ice cream using liquid nitrogen. Oh, nice. Actually, I, I, I know the concept. I've never knew that there was like a, a store for that. This man's team yeah. right over here. Nice. So you, you, you worked with them uh, for how long? Um, I worked with them for about a year ish. Mm. About yeah. Um, and, oh god. Uh, I was just gonna say that that it was it was like a great like start to like getting my door in or getting my f- fuck man I can't talk foot? anymore my foot my door in the foot of of esports. <laughs> this man, it's the drink talking. <laughs> you can blame it on the goose right there, T Pain. But uh, tell me this then, all right? You uh. You you got your foot in the door. You stayed there for a year. What happened? Uh, you know what 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 made you kind of say goodbye and exit your way out? I wasn't living in San Francisco anymore. 
So uh, it was it was difficult to do all these remote things. I also didn't have a degree and I wasn't I was like a I was just part time. I wasn't a full time worker. I didn't really contribute a lot to them. And so it was just easier for me to quit yeah. than anything else. What did you learn most about your time working in the esports industry? Oh, man, um, I learned that a lot of people are. Um, like more into things than you would expect them to be and and are very um i don't know i feel like the esports industry is very versatile and and hard to get into but if you know the right people then you can get into it really easily it's more about who you know than what you know mm. um and so like you will meet someone that has all the right connections and it's about getting on like their good side um, so they can connect you even further to what you want to do, you know? Um, totally. Sounds, sounds a little like using someone, but that's just how it is. In I think that's that how business of... is all the time. Even to this day, it doesn't matter what industry. Uh, if you network, it's, it's more of who you know than what you know. You could have the best resume, but if you have a similar resume or within you know, one uh, qualification to another, they're going to pick the person they like more this is just workability. Who would they rather have in the office kind of deal? That's, yeah. it, it's, it's such a weird thing. And, and the sooner you know that, the more you know how to play the game, I guess. And it's sadly, it's a game. It's, you know, it's no longer the best person wins. It's who's the, I guess, I like to think it's authentic relationships, but eh, depends. Depends how they go. But I feel that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. So how about the next job? Well, how old were you and what were you doing? Uh, this was... Right after I, I transferred back uh, my sophomore year, I simply just worked um, uh, a receptionist at my dad's clinic. Um, he's shorthanded. That's, I still kind of do that from now now and again, every now and again. Um, like I went in a couple weeks ago because he was short-staffed again, so I went in to help. But I, I worked like a solid four, three, four months there. Um, because I wanted to build a PC. So I was like, yo, I need a job. And then my dad was like, just come work for me. I need staff anyway. Yeah. So I worked for my dad um, as a receptionist, worked for a few months, and then school started again, and I didn't have time. So I, ended up, I just ended up leaving that because I just didn't have time. Within the receptionist position... Tell us, all right, you were there for a couple months. This is a, what kind of clinic was it again? Dental. Dental clinic. Did you yeah. meet any Karens? Did you meet anyone difficult in the front? Because you're the face of the office, you know? They yeah. got to see you first. So tell us your yeah. experience there. I met a lot of, of very different people. Um, his office is located in like a, like a majority um, low-income area of, mm -hmm. of San Diego. And a lot of his patients are like Medicare, Medi-Cal patients. Um, and so... I kind of got to see like stuff that I had felt sheltered from for a long time. Okay. Um, and I had interacted with a lot of people that like didn't know how they were going to pay for, for their, their dental care. And like, I had to like help them figure out their insurance and, and who to call and, and how to figure that out. Um, it really humbled me a lot. Um, growing up, like I forgot to mention this earlier, but like growing up, we were very, very poor and, uh, only recently have we been like allowed to live in the lifestyle that we have now um but i was like able to relate with a lot of these people and and understand where they were coming from which made it a lot more personal to me um i know that's weird coming from a dental clinic but it, it's 
people are, are a lot deeper than than they show up than they are like off the surface and so after like talking to these people and like on the phone and then seeing them in person and then having a conversation with them while like like post operation like talking to the parents and and you know figuring out um billing stuff it's just like damn like that happens to to a lot of people yeah yeah it's it's tough especially i mean that shit ain't cheap I, i've learned quickly that down work ain't cheap so having to be on the other side of that and trying to empathize and and help out as much as you can um uh, the financial burden of that is is that's no tough job again being the face of the place and the front desk where you are literally the the entry barrier into the office it ain't easy uh, you're yeah. dealing with that. So you you were there a couple months. You dipped out. You wasn't you know. You had to move on. Uh, your third job. Where? How old were you? And what were you doing? Um, I was nineteen, twenty at the time. Um, and I was working IT for um my current college. Mm. Yeah, that was just like an IT um. I basically just would answer, I'd sit in this room and I would answer a call and it would be a teacher being like, yo, I need help. My projector's not turning on. I'd show up, I'd turn it off, turn it back on, problem fixed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Very like, yeah, it was a really easy job. And I just did it because, you know, I just wanted to do something and I needed, I had free time. Um, I wanted to make some extra money and, and, you know, just vibe. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. What were some uh, some of the things you had to deal with that were a little bit more boneheaded? If you catch me drift. Um, one time, a teacher called me in to turn something, like to turn on her projector, and I like was pressing the power button. And I was like, "Why the hell is this not turning on?" And then she was like, "Oh, it's not plugged in." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No way! You got a, a degree in teaching, but you don't know how to you don't know how to plug in a projector before you press the on button." Mm-hmm. Like how? What are you teaching? Like <laughs> that sounds so mean, but it's just like, oh my god! There's some things that like it's common sense, you know? Yeah, true, true, true. So you're trying to, you know, you're helping around campus. You're doing this. It also helps out being an extrovert. You know, you get to meet some new people. This and that. Did you meet any homies through that job? I didn't meet any homies, but I met some girls through that job. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Is it one of those, oh, my gosh, my laptop isn't working. Eh? It's crazy. When no. You, <laughs> no, 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 no. What is this? What is um, this? There was one time where I, I called in the classroom, and I was fixing a computer, and there's a girl on the side of the classroom that, like, made eye contact with me, and I made eye contact with her, and I was like, you know, I was like, yo. <laughs> and um, uh, funny enough, I, like, after I had left and their class ended, I was walking to my my next class and I like ran into her and she's like, "You're the guy that that fixed the the projector in in my uh, AP Lit class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not AP Lit in her what was it? It was like a it was like a literature and and writing course. But the problem was was that I would go into the classrooms based off of what class they were. And it, it, the this, this system is so stupid. They would tell you the classroom number and they tell you the course, the, the course number first. 
And it's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with, with the name of the course? You know, like mm. I can't just like look up the name of the course. You have to be given like the actual number to look up to see what classroom it's in. Yeah. And yeah. so we had to like go to this big book in the corner of the room, look up the course, look up all of the classrooms that had that number and then like match the number to the building. Mm -hmm. It's a really stupid concept. Anyway, um, this girl was like, yo, you were that guy. And I was like, I am that guy. And she was like, oh, uh, hey, bye. And I was like, oh, OK, bye. And then she ended up following me on Instagram later that day. And I was like, well, um, yeah, I thought she was cute, too. So. And how did that yeah. uh, what's the closure on that story? Just real quick. Uh, was there any follow up? Was there any day? Was there any what, what are we talking? Um, went to the we went to the drive in. What are you? The fifties? The drive-in? The drive-in? Yeah, Were you drive courting her? What is this? The drive-in is like my go-to romantic place. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't take everybody to the drive-in, but if mm -hmm. I really, 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 really like a girl, I'll take her to the drive-in. And so we were talking for like quite a while, and I was like, man, this girl's really cool. We got coffee one time; it was chill. Then I was like, I think I like her, so I took her to the drive-in, and then um things just didn't pan out and it was like a mutual thing and we realized that you know maybe this won't work as a relationship so we never ended up dating nice nice clean cut there you go get out of there yeah. how long were you doing the it job uh that was about a semester so like three and a half months four months mm -hmm. okay three and a half four months perfect so then going from there Let's talk about your fourth job. What were you doing? How old were you? Um, this is uh, last summer. Mm -hmm. um, I was working for FaZe, actually. Ah. Um, and I landed a job working as a pr production crew for FaZe Rug. And um, I can't talk much about this because I signed a thing. Mm. Um, but it was a super fun job. Um, I was way overpaid and for the work I was doing, which I loved, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. It had to come to an end because it was, um, like, it was like a very temporary job and I knew it was temporary going into it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's about all I can say. I, there's a lot of stuff that I can't say. How did you? Okay, <laughs> it, it, although you can't say stuff, how did you get connected with Face to be doing that stuff? Oh, um, through my my college actually. So everybody knows I go to San Diego State University. It's a massive school. Even if you tried to find me, you wouldn't. Um, uh, they there's a, an esports Discord for SDSU. I used to be part of their Valorant team, and. Um, they basically like had all these this channel for just job opportunities. And there was a job opportunity for FaZe. And I was like, oh, crap, I want to go work for FaZe. Mm -hmm. So I applied. I got the job. And um, yeah, it, the rest was history. That's wild. That's wild. Sadly, you can't say it. But you, how long have you been working with them? Or are you currently still working with them? Or did you, you know? No, it was just it was like a it was just a summer thing, like two, three months type thing. Nice, 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 nice. That's sick. I like that. Um, let me get that. So, in terms of your uh, again, to honor the NDA, won't get too much into it. But what is the biggest lesson learned through your time working with Phase? 
Um, man, uh, I I realized that like a lot of people aren't the same as they are on camera, and it's really like wholesome and humbling to see people off camera as well. Um, Rug is someone like I worked directly with Rug, and he off camera he is like a genuine human being, like a real like homey. Um, he cares about the people that are working with him, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of other people may not. Um, and it, I just, yeah, I just kind of learned to to value your employer, and uh, especially if they're good to you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, we're gonna go on to the third, uh, fourth part of the life story here, Rihanna. Right, fourth part of the story here, and it's the part that most people end up leaning forward. They got they got the the cameras ready to record because they all everyone's so so nosy everyone's so nosy, and it's about your romantic relationships. Okay, before we get started, there there is one thing I do need to announce. So, uh, for some reason, the link to the community questions that one's a little bit scuffed, and they're fixing their server, so you aren't able to send it there. I created here a uh, a a Google Sheet. All right, it's a Google Sheet. Feel free to write your questions there. One thing I will say, all right, to honor it, don't fuck with other people's questions. All right, don't fuck with other pe- people's questions. Just you know, press enter, and uh, and and uh, what is it? Sign your own shit there. So let me put it on the Google Sheet here. Let me shorten up the link. Um, ah, it it looks like a freaking ugh. I hate when the link is too large, you know, and it just looks so scuffed and just. Oh, they won't even give me the option to to shorten the link here. But did you did you make a Google form? You know, I thought about it, but I didn't want to disrespect while you're talking. That's the thing. You know, the 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 link was easier here. Let me make it right now in terms of that. But while I uh, while I kind of move around this, all right. Tell me this. We do this segment similar to the resumes and the work history segment. All right. So <laughs> in total. You know, how many individuals had the official, official stamp of approval as Rayon's significant other? I'm not talking in the grade school years. I'm not talking one night stands or who you swiping right on and, and seeing them for a weekend. I'm talking full length relationships. How many individuals had that? Um, that's a really good question. There were, the thing is that there was this, there were a couple girls that I, I had been with for quite a while, but we were never officially dating. So I don't know if I count those, even though those were like impactful. Um, so not including those, I would say. Not including those. Oh, God. Um, five. 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 Holy five. cow, five? All right. No, 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 four. Four, you're right, four. What happened to the what happened to the one that you X'd out? What was <laughs> now I have to know. That that was like a like a we dated for like a week and a half in high school. Mm. Okay, fair play. Fair play. I, I I can get behind that. I can get behind that. All right, let's start off with the first one. How old were you and how'd you guys meet? I was fifteen years old. Fifteen um, years old. All right. Yeah, 15, turning 16. Uh, we met through... Our families are very close. 
and mm-hmm. um like our parents are family friends and um i followed her on instagram mm. and i commented on one of her photos once and then she dm'd me after that and then started talking a lot and then we realized that oh we have a lot in common and mm-hmm. um uh we like made plans to like meet at football games and hang out and like do all the cute high school shit together you know okay okay so how long did that relationship last um so it lasted six months or nine nine months Damn. and then we broke up and then we got back together for another month before i realized that nothing had changed <laughs> why'd you go back um I don't know. It's it's almost a feeling of when you have someone in your life every single day for so long yeah. and you break up and then you realize that you don't have them anymore and you feel really lonely and lost without them and, and it's like that's my best friend, you know. I I kind of felt like I was missing something mm-hmm. and um one of the the main reasons we had broken up was because that there was like a significant level um there's a significant difference in the level of maturity between the two of us okay and um she was very like i don't know she didn't have like important things to talk to with me uh talk about with me and like didn't really i don't know how to put this in words i'm like trying hard to get my words out but it's it's there's just a very big maturity difference and um, I realized that, and I, I told her that, and that that caused a lot of problems. And mm. I was like, maybe this isn't the best for us right now because one, we're so damn young, and like, I don't know, this isn't gonna last if if things stay the way they are. Yeah. Um. And two, like, later down the line, I'm willing to try this again if things change. And that's the reason I had gone back. You had this epiphany at age 15? Yeah. That's fucking wild. I, that's... I, I, I was mature growing up because I was yeah. forced to be. I was, like, forced to, to be mature growing up. And I think that's... Why I've kind you, of... Why were you forced? Um, there were just a lot of things going on around me that I needed to, you know, grow up for. And yeah. um, my siblings as well were very mature. And I spent a lot of time mm. around with them. And mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, I just kind of had to be mature. Otherwise, I, I would get naturally selected, you know? <laughs> All right. So that one ended. Let's go on to your second one. Second one of four. How old were you? How did you guys meet? Um, this was in high school as well, my junior year of high school. Um, and we met because we had... A, so we met in freshman year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a long one. This is the one that really fucked me up. Um, so so sit, just mom just take a take a just take a seat and, and lean back you're in for a ride <laughs> all right easy you make my job easier all right go ahead um so uh this relationship started um so i, I met her freshman year uh at my best friend's birthday party she was there and we all like played games and we hung out and that's how like we kind of got acquainted okay um and so after that, we were in field sports class together in sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I always thought she was like a little bit cute, you know, like okay. I'm not gonna lie, I'm just like she's a little cute and whatever. And um, she was always like hanging around me and and was like very, I guess, drawn to my energy. Um, and then Junior came around and she's this girl was also on the dance team, and so I love the dance team. They're literally the best. They they were the best at my high school. I love every single one of them. Um, and so my best friend whose birthday party I went to, she was also on the dance team and junior year prom came around and she was like, yo, you should ask her to prom. And I was like, I don't have a date to prom. She doesn't have a date to prom. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should ask her and we can go together and it'd be a fun time to like get to know her because we'd already kind of been acquainted. And um, so I asked her at an improv show. Um, we played a little game, like a like a dating show game where um she had to like she was part of a, a group of contestants and i was like choosing someone and so it was set up perfectly and um at the end of it i was like will you go to prom with me and she was like yeah oh my god um and then after that we just started talking um the initial reason we started talking was because she came to one of my shows and after the show she'd asked me for my number and we just kind of chatted after that mm-hmm. um and um so i asked her to prom went to prom it was fantastic you know it was like it was every cliche movie prom you've ever seen in your life like mm-hmm. there was dancing there was punch and then like we went out and <laughs> <laughs> and um we we slow danced out on the pier in front of like this jazz band and it was super romantic and whatnot. And then I drove mm. her home. I walked her to her doorstep, gave her a kiss on the cheek, and the night was the night. And I went home and passed out. And the next day, I was overthinking the shit out of everything. I was like, "Oh my god, oh, she doesn't like me. What if that was weird?" And mm. then I woke up to like a, such an amazing text from her saying she had the most wonderful night and she woke up with the biggest smile on her face. And I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm simping for a." woman again or that word is banned um i was interested in a woman again (laughs) um and so i after that we just kind of hung out more um went to the beach together and um we just sat there and talked for four hours we both got the worst sunburns of our lives Mm -hmm. um and then we went on a hike talked more about life and like religion and politics and all these deeper concepts that like i need my brain to be mentally stimulated in a relationship as well and yeah so this was something that i was like damn like i am so into this girl i want to date her she's so cool she had like an amazing family amazing like relationship with them she's very family oriented which is something that's also really important for me mm-hmm. um and so yeah that that escalated and eventually I asked her to be my girlfriend and um, we had just come back from uh, we had hung out three days in a row because she was leaving to go on a trip to Europe. We hung out three consecutive days. Um, The first day we went to a party. The second day we went to the fair and the third day we went to on a hike and then to get pizza. And um, so I asked her out the did i ask her out i okay i'm i rewind a little bit the first night we went to a party and then we went to the drive-in mm-hmm. 
And I asked her to be my girlfriend. Driving. Classic. Yeah, classic. Again. There classic. we are. Back in the driving. Okay. <laughs> what can I say? I'm 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 recycling recycling dates at this point. Um, there's not much to do in San Diego, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I took the drive-in. Asked to be my girlfriend. We were watching Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, mm. and um, she said yes, and I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" Now I have a girlfriend, and then. The next day when we we're hanging out, the next day we we're hanging out and she was like, actually, uh, we can't date because you haven't met my dad yet. And I was like, ah, OK, valid. You're, you're valid for that. So then um, we went to the fair and then I dropped her home and then I met her dad. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, should I ask her out again? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, let's let's hold off on one more day. Third day, we um, went on the hike, got pizza. We're on the way back, and she asked me to be her boyfriend. I was like, whoa, uh-huh. I got asked out by a girl. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and then we dated for a long time, almost three years. Wow. Nice. Yeah. You know, that means that you've gone through almost three whole seasons together in terms of, you know, different seasons, cycle seasons. Um, where did that relationship start to sour? Um, it started to sour when we went off to college, wow. um, as most high school relationships do. Um, I was in San Francisco and she was in LA and, um, I guess that is considered long distance, even though it's like a 45 minute flight, um, very inexpensive as well. Um, <laughs> but I would visit her at least once a month. She would visit me at least once a month. We were seeing each other very often and, um, like we'd always like when he came home for holidays, we'd always hang out at home. And um, so she realized that she didn't want to be in long in a long distance relationship anymore. And um, I was okay with that. Part of me was okay with that. I I tried to fight to keep our relationship alive, and it didn't work, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and um, we kind of realized that long distance wasn't going to work for us. Um, and then what really like dug the nail into the coffin was um we took um not like a break we basically had broken up and um within two days of breaking up um i found out from her that she had hooked up with another guy and that is kind of where i was like okay i'm done with that um Especially because I was like, this is the love of my life. I'm marrying this girl. There's no way that, like, I would do life without her, you know? Like, even though we broke up, I would want to stay on good terms. Like, she's amazing. And then that happened, and I was like, well, um, now what? And when, when so... You, if I may, I'm a little bit confused on timeline. Yeah. When you say that she hooked up with another guy, was that while you were dating or, or two days after you broke up? She two days after up. we had broken up. So you guys were broken up and she found another dude and and hooked up with that person is what you're saying yeah gotcha 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 okay so you kind of saw the tea leaves in terms of like oh you wanted the intention of breaking up so then you can do this other thing freely yeah i see i see um and the way i found out was just horrible too because like um she had facetimed me like completely drunk and i was like 
what's up? And her face was like completely red. And I was like, why is your face so red? And she's like, oh, I was just drinking. And she is one of those people that her face does not turn red after she's drinking. Her face gets red after lots of physical exercise. And so I was like, what happened? And she was like, oh, there's this guy that I had met at this party. And I went back to his place. And I was like, the end of conversation, I hung up. Mm. And I didn't talk to her for quite a while. And um, I hope she wasn't doing well in that time that I, I wasn't talking to her. Because that was like a really shitty thing to do. Um, yeah. And so then uh, after school had ended and I, I went home, um, we started to kind of talk again and like figure out what had happened. And, and you know, kind of just be on okay terms again. Things didn't really go well. Um, and then we took a long, long break from being friends again. And then uh, <clears throat> in 2020, early, mid-2020, uh, we started kind of being friends again. Um, we hung out once because I was in LA. And I was like, yo, I'm in LA. And she's like, cool, let's grab food sometime. We hung out. It was cool. Um, and it was like, we, we still have the same chemistry we did back when we were dating, but I don't think I would ever date her again because the way that she had made me feel at the time was not something that I wish I would ever feel again. Mm -hmm. Um, that was probably my lowest point in life in general. Um, she had broken up with me at the same time that, um, one of my closest friends had actually passed away. Um. Uh, to suicide actually and it was really really weird time and um i also was like dealing with my own stuff and transferring home that everything kind of just piled on top of each other and i, I was in this like hole that I, I didn't know really how to really get out of until i started relying on on other people <clears throat> um but yeah so we're on okay terms now i would say we're actually like friends now and mm -hmm. and we're cool and we've gotten past it and yeah, we're we're tight. We go out for we went out for drinks once, and it was super fun because um, it's very platonic, and I I think I enjoy that a lot more. What did you learn about <clears throat> yourself through this experience, through this relationship? Um, I learned about where I want the standards for my relationships to be. Um, I learned about how I function in a relationship, and what I need out of a relationship. Um. And that I shouldn't get into a relationship. I mean, obviously, you can't know how good a relationship will be until you're in it. Mm -hmm. And I think I've learned that the standards for a relationship are how I felt for the majority of that relationship. I felt like I was on top of the world. I Everything was like she I have nothing bad to say about her in the time that I was dating her. Everything was perfect and everything was good. And so I've kind of set that set that bar for all my future relationships that they need to either be at this level or better. Nice. And um, that saved me a lot of time. <laughs> I think I accidentally lost track. Is this number three or four? Uh, this was number two. Number two. That's right. That's the check mark. All right. Yeah. Number three. How old were you? How'd you guys meet? <laughs> oh. Um... I was, 
this was um maybe six months after i had broken up with with the previous girlfriend so i kind of jumped into this relationship way too fast it was a really bad thing bad idea to do um i was 19 turning 20 Mm. and um i met this girl through um a mutual friend at a party and she was super cool and obviously first impression she was very like peppy and like super fun to be around um and i at that point i was just like whatever i'm not looking about at standards right now um she's very very attractive but very very again one of those people that's like into superficial things and doesn't have intellectual conversation Mm. and that was that was something that i i had neglected when i got into this relationship Mm -hmm. and um so i was in this relationship for four months yeah and um her i became really close with her roommates and uh, she went to another school here in san diego and i i was really close to their roommates and um there was one night where um i was at her dorm with her roommates hanging out and um she came back and was drunk again i feel like there's like a, a repeating a repetitive theme here of, of women being drunk and making mistakes um but she was drunk and she came back and she had just told me straight up that she cheated on me and i was like ggs i guess like fuck um i don't know how to really react to that because like i wasn't upset in the moment like i literally was not upset i was like she told me and i guess it makes it easier that i'm i don't have to be in this relationship anymore let's take a pause here all right with relationship number three you've gone through the ringer with the past two especially with the second one being so fresh you know, the way had it ended, this person you intended to marry and you loved a ton, uh, broke your heart two days later, found another guy, hooked up with him. You ended that. And then you find this other person months later, a couple months later, and then you, you begin this relationship with them and she cheats on you. as uh, Not as well, but she cheats on you. Where are you in life at that moment? Where are you in life in terms of your self-worth? When you're realizing that these women in your life are either devaluing you like the second one and trying to move on or really just not giving a fuck and doing what they want like the third one. Um, I, I was definitely questioning my, my self-worth a lot at that time because I was like, what did I do wrong in these relationships to have these people want to leave me and, and be with someone else that obviously gives them instant gratification, whereas I can, you know, make you happy over a long period of time. Um, and I was already lost from that first relationship. And so going to the second one and, and like getting cheated on um, was kind of like a, a, a wake up call because I was like, first of all, I made a mistake in jumping into this relationship. I knew that I wasn't going to end up with this woman. Why did I waste my time? Mm. And so that was when I was like, I've I've always had this mentality to date, to marry, not to date just for fun, um, because that just hurts someone in the end. And um, 
after jumping this relationship, like you would get, you obviously get attached to someone in a relationship. And so I developed this relationship with her and, and we were starting to get to the point where I was like, she's really cool. I don't, I am enjoying being in this relationship. And then there were times when I was like, I don't think I want to be in this relationship. I, I, um, have felt like there's not enough common ground for us to cover and we're very different people with very different priorities and um yeah so after that happened i, I just kind of was like what is the, the fuck is the point you know like i'm sad i feel like i don't have any value i'm getting cheated on um like what do i do <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're stuck and so oh yes Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, and so I resorted to, to Bumble and Tinder. <laughs> That's a classic, though. I mean, you know, it's it's for validation. Exactly, I was gonna say it makes us it strokes our ego a little bit, you know, because someone has to intentionally choose you, and you get to see the results. It's that instant gratification. So tell me this, then, all right? We went on from there. Third one, you got cheated on. Your you, your your confidence is at an all time low. Tell us about the fourth. How much time between the third and the fourth was there? Uh, there was actually a lot of time between the third and the fourth. The third actually um, ended and then uh, quite a while passed. And the fourth started last October, last November. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went until... Um, what month is it right now? Yep. July. Uh, it went until um, closer to the end of, of last month. Uh, wow. so quite quite recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I... It was, it was a good relationship, I think. I think that um, for the most part, I we kind of did a lot for each other in the sense of of maturing and growing um but i think in the end it wasn't meant to work out if i may i I know we didn't even cover it how'd you guys meet i mean it was during covid uh through the internet actually through uh tiktok TikTok. (laughs) wow of all places okay yeah talk about bumble and tinder and now you finding people on tiktok TikTok um, is a dating app. I'm telling you, the amount of people I've seen start dating through TikTok is is insane. I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. All right. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, let me ask this. All right. So uh, you you met him on TikTok. Uh, this relationship happens from November to a month ago. Tell me what caught your eye in the first place. What what made you make the move? Uh, she actually made the move. <laughs> what is she this? DM me on on TikTok and just kind of asked me about how I was and yeah. I was like damn nobody has asked me how I am in so long maybe I will I will will respond and and put effort into this mhm mhm okay um, and then just turn into something more <laughs> yeah so going from there you know again good portion of time it's also the the, the world is in in a in a muck at that point uh where did it go south for this one as well um so there was a lot of stuff that had happened like throughout the course of this relationship that um made me question like 
the other person's like intent towards me mm. and um i don't know it was it was a good relationship but there were a lot of times where i was like why does this relationship feel like i'm at a job and and trying to uh, like fix their problems all the time you know and i felt very um obligated to do things and and um i don't know i they would get upset with me for for things that i found to be um not things that you, you would normally get upset at a person for but what do you mean um, obligated? What do you mean obligated? What do you mean responsibility and job? That's that's the opposite of what are, that that I feel like you know love in general should be. So what do you mean that these these uh, a, I guess adjectives describing your relationship at the time were 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 so apparent to you? Um, I was just like expected to do things all the time, um, mm. and even when i was busy and like i have my own life i have things to do and i was expected every night to attend to this person's needs and um that was a little that was difficult to do i tried my best to do it that was a little difficult to do mm -hmm. um but it caused a lot of problems and um there was a lot of problems when our relationship that that kind of spark this like downhill um and then our we actually um ended up like meeting and it was super cool and it was fun and um then once we went back to online it was just like very different again and i was like this isn't right you know yeah um and so that's how it kind of fizzled out and mm -hmm. ended you get closure on that relationship um i don't know i think um i don't think i necessarily needed it if that makes sense um because i at the end of the day i realized that i know what i want and deserve and like i I wasn't getting it and I, I I needed something that would be better for me. And um now that I'm not in that relationship anymore, I I feel like I can I don't know, do anything and uh achieve anything and and take on the world, I guess. I love that. Let's talk about your present. All right. Those that scared the crap out of me. Who walked in? This my mom. Aww. <laughs> I love your mom. I heard a little yeah. bit of it. That's so nice. She's, she's adorable. She was like, are, are you still doing your thing? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, let's talk about the present a little bit, all right? Let's talk about the present a little bit, and then we'll get into the community questions. Which, again, like uh, Rabbitat said, the server is back. So disregard the link. I will read from the link as well. But exclamation mark Q, if you have any questions, comments that you'd like uh, to Rayon to hear there. All right. Um, so exclamation mark Q. Thank you. Appreciate it, Cass. Um, present. All right. Where are you in your romantic life, Rayon? I'm a free agent. Free agent. 
Okay. Yes. Oh, well, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been wasting my time with a lot of people recently that like are just kind of dragging me along. And I, I realize that and I'm like, you know what? I am such a valuable asset to people that like, if you were in a relationship with me, you'd be the happiest person on the planet. I would make sure that you were so happy <laughs> and cared for and and well taken care of but then yeah. all these girls these days are just like trying to find chads and brads to hook up with like come on chads i just need something than that. true i mean they should be looking for a five six five seven king i think i, I don't know i i think these chads are they're having their their summer but it's gonna be over soon uh in terms of what you're attracted to tell me uh what 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 is your type you know i don't like that question per se but what do you what do you gravitate towards uh i don't really have a type but if you look at my history it's white girls <laughs> oh, i swear to gosh. god i'm not only amen. in it white girls um, amen amen you're speaking the truth this man's looking behind him <laughs> he's uh, looking behind him my mom was gonna be so disappointed she's like yeah she's like oh damn it all right not no. the white girls no, no no um yeah i don't i don't really have a type i uh I just want a girl that is um, willing to to learn about me, and I'm willing to learn about them, and um, who's someone who's interested in deeper things and not just you know superficial things. Like I love talking about current world problems and like how we can solve them, and I want to hear about your aspirations and dreams and and what makes you tick, and like um, the first thing you think of doing when you're high you know like i want to hear like random things about you that, that really make you who you are and cultivate you as a person and like i don't know just like important things about life not just about like oh my god i someone said this today social media this and yeah. like my snapchat story this and instagram that like it i don't know and what's you do when you're high oh man i vibe I eat food. I vibe. I sit in the hot tub. Think about life. You sit in the hot tub. You will do what the fuck is your problem, dude? You Yo, sit... what kind of highs you guys have, man? I'd be sitting You're... in the hot tub. I mean, now I'm thinking from a manec um neck, a molecular level. Like your blood, your red blood cells are you know going through the roof while you're in that hot tub. You are just zonked out of your mind if you go in the hot tub, man. That sounds terrifying. There. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What do you seek in 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 terms of a long term, uh, partner? Um, someone that is good with my family. <laughs> um, someone that is willing to put the time and effort into me, the same way I put the time and effort into them. Obviously, um, someone that is has aspirations and dreams again. That's going to like try and achieve something with their life and and is educated. Um, in a sense that they care about what's going on and they're pursuing something higher. Um, obviously, like, I guess my, my standards are very high, but I feel like I have this bar has been set high already. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm kind of just vibing out until I find me a nice 
Hawaiian, like Asian baddie that that loves everything about me and the way I love everything about her. Yeah, one that has freckles and it's just the cutest little nose. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That is what I'm. I have never agreed harder in my life. All right, I I had. Oh my gosh, that hurts. You are speaking from the soul right there. Holy cow! Damn, damn. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for you. But right now, in terms of your life, it's it's you time. It's 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 healing time. It's not yeah, me. yeah. I like that. I like that. Give me your best resume. Tell me right now. All right. If you were to create a profile, a dating profile right now, what is your biggest selling points in in being in a relationship with you, Rayan? You want the superficial answer? Or you want the actual answer? <laughs> give, me, give me both. I got I got one for the for the people that are superficial. Um, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> okay. um, there you go. And yeah. then go. my selling point for for me and normally like my bio would be like we'll take you on cute Minecraft dates and tell you you're pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh! This guy can hook up in his Tesla hands free and then also talk about Minecraft dates. Okay, yeah. Oh. Let's just hope he's not speed running there too, all right? In the in terms oh, okay. of on and oh, offline. <laughs> it's too oh wow, again. Oh, the interview can't be Oh, suddenly <laughs> the streamer's a little bit mean, a little bit throws a little just hey, it's just like that boxing. It's just that little bit of the the little bit of that left, all right? It's that little bit of that left. You're too powerful, Rayon. You're too Yo, powerful. I speed ran. I've speed ran before. Okay. <laughs> okay. Straight up. I didn't realize the new world record was thirty seconds. Anywho, let's oh. see uh, uh the <laughs> Wah, wah, uh, right you here. Me. <laughs> right here, my man. Right here, right here, right here. <laughs> you can hit me right here, TwitchCon. I promise. All right, I may not be Wilbur suit. All right, I'll think you can. You can hit me right here. I, I, I won't even have to go on my knees and pretend like I'm not tall. I'm already sure you'll look. Be, you'll be looking down on me, but. Nah, I'm, I'm fuck with you, oh man. I'm fuck with you. <laughs> no, you you a stunner, man. You a stunner. I mean, at, at this point, it's more of on your time when you're ready and when you truly find that right person that that wants to a invest in you as as a human and and all of you, both the and uh, the good and the bad, as well as it seems like respect your family and understand the culture behind that and love on them too. Um, yeah, and that's huge. That's huge. I feel like that's never talked enough. You know, people will talk about preferences, which is all right. You know, we all have to have, be physically attracted to the person, but uh, also talking about the nuance of like, you know, with culture dating, it's tough. It's tough because it's you know, for me being a Filipino, and and I agree. I've you know, I've taken back some uh, white girls. It's tough explaining that hey, you're gonna be grilled on this. This it's almost like you pre prep for the interview. Um, before they meet your family, where you're kind of telling them the lowdown of like, all right, so this is what's going to happen, all right? You're going to enter and take off your shoes. Don't even, don't even think about keeping your shoes on in the house, all right? Go straight to my mom, <laughs> hug her, all right? Then take 10 spaces, give my dad a handshake, a hearty one, and dry. Your hands better not be sweating. And if you... <laughs> no, you're probably, you're probably insane at that because you prepped me for this as well. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm being prepped to, to go marry into mom's family right now. <laughs> it's too, it's too easy. It's too easy. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm an over, I'm an over planner. I think that's why I'm, I'm good at, at whether it be 
event management or even shows like this is I'll send you a fucking I get clowned on for the PDF I send my guests. You know that? I get fucking because they're just like, what are you, a professor? Like, what college? What? What? I'm not. And one of them, I guess, even said like, motherfucker, I, this is not a syllabus course. I, I know I don't pay attention to the syllabus. And I was like, it's one sheet. I kept it all in one page. You're really not going to even glance at it. He's like, no, nah, we'll do it. We'll do it live. We'll go. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll just go rock dog. And I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'll just repeat everything live here. But anywho. Rayon, I appreciate you so much, man. I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate you, moms. I appreciate you for having me here and and for being such an amazing host. Like, uh, you go to you watch an interview, and the host is never ever one hundred percent of the time never going to be as good as you because even when there's like dull moments, there's never dull moments because you always fill those up. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, when I was watching whose show was I watching the other day? Yesterday, not the other day. It was, oh. I was watching, this is a while back, I was watching Adriana's show. Mm, yeah. And there would be like, there'd be like lulls. You and a Adriana likes to talk a lot. You like to talk a lot. And so like, there would like be, be like a moment of like silence where she'd be done talking and then you would immediately follow up with something. And I was like, I'm not even worried about like a single moment on, on mom's interview because like mom's going to carry the team if I, if I can't say anything. <laughs> And that's so it's just yeah. like you're so well spoken and and good at oh. what you do that like I need you to I need you to take this so much farther and 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 like go have your own talk show on like NBC or something because it's, that's Rayan it's it's real recognized real you've been one of the best guests in terms of your vernacular and your vocabulary and your flow like it's it's so it's it's great and and so you've you've made again I know when my job's easiest when I don't really got to do much, like when I don't got to say much, when I can just nitpick the questions rather than doing that plus talking and trying to orchestrate plus taking care of possible technical difficulties that happen. But Rian, it, it's, you know, it's, it's wild that it took a fucking tournament to bring us here together. And I have, I've, I've had such a blast, but it's not even over yet. You're acting as if this is the conclusion. I still got a whole oh, yeah, other no, segment no, no, no. here. I, I, I got you. I got you. All my right, bad, all my right. bad. I'll save the sentimental shit for the end. Yeah. All right. <laughs> truth. Truth. All right. We do have that. Let me refresh both the, the Google Doc in here. So like I said, questions have been pouring in uh, while we've been doing this show. There's only one rule to this community question segment, Rayon, and it is this. You do not have to answer any questions you don't want. All right? But I will try my best to... To vet any ones that are wild or out of pocket, um, but we will, we will, we will read them here. All right. First things first. Uh, okay, this one just says, says Rayan, who's your favorite sister? And then B smiley face. You sister Washin? Uh, I don't know. Does she? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, 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 no. This is my, this is my, my theoretical little sister. This is Sadie. She's, she's my oh. favorite. <laughs> what do you mean by theoretical little sister? How did this relationship become? Um, so we became friends through another mutual friend and our like dynamic is very much, I'm her older brother. I take care of her. I will fight off any dudes that treat her improperly. And, and, you know, and so I, I, She's like my little sister, and I'm her older brother, who she looks up to and like asks for advice. It's cute. It's where you know, kind of a big <laughs> deal. We're kind of a we're kind of a, a team. Yeah, we're we're kind of cool like that. <laughs> okay, this one just reads "rat bastard heart." <laughs> Valid. Valid. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I asked this once. Every show doesn't fail, and once again, someone's asking, "Who is your favorite mod?" 
No comment. I refuse to answer. They're yeah. all amazing. What if I gave you a bailout and said, who's the mod that does the most? Uh, Audrey. Audrey does the most. She's in yeah. chat, and she always does the most. Mm -hmm. what, what are some things that Audrey is, is doing behind the scenes or for your, your stream? Uh, she's one of those people that I can lean on anytime for mental health things. And so that's why I feel like she is, is doing a lot more than just being a mod at that point. She's one of my like closest friends. Um, as a mod though, she does a ton. She snipes all the, the chat bots and, and sus messages and, mm -hmm. uh, always grabs me timestamps. So clip things if I need them to be clipped. And, oh, um, yeah, must be I asked nice. her to make a, yeah, I asked her to make a form for me today, and 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 so she she was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And I was like, yeah. "You're the best." Hey, uh, mods of this channel, uh, why don't you take some notes? Is that crazy <laughs> how that works? Anyways, that's insane. That's insane, guys. I might be having a new opening soon. Hey, you. Uh, Yo, if you need a mod, Audrey is is uh, fully booked right now though. Oh, She's like okay. Modding yeah, like twelve <laughs> channels. Oh no, I would never. I don't post. I don't post. It's all right. You good? You good? Let me ask this. This one I, I see in both, so I have to read it. It says, um, I don't even know what this means. Okay, well, let's just send it. Uh, so when are we napping in the middle of the south side together? What does that mean? I think Jenna sent that to me um, because we, we had an IRL streamer meetup in Chicago, and I had to meet them in the south side of Chicago, which is like the sketch part because mm -hmm. like... There's a lot of weird things that happen there. And they were napping in the middle of a park in the south side of Chicago. What? Which is like the worst thing you could do. Like, to, like two women napping in a park in the south side of Chicago. Jesus. So you, I mean, would you? Would you now? I mean, is it... I'm not napping anywhere near the south side, man. They Come were on, like man. next to an underpass and it was like it was sus it was sus there oh man i i mean i got love for chicago man i got love for chicago it's too much uh, uh let me read this one here it goes um where do you see yourself as a person slash streamer in one year oh man um as a person i i, I would hope that i figured out what i want to do with my life in one year because i would have graduated um i want to be more in control of myself and my emotions and who like um just like have a better grip over myself because i feel mm -hmm. like that's something that i haven't been so great at uh recently mm -hmm. um as a streamer i want to have keep the amazing community that i have um and you know just like continue to build off of what i have and and just get i want to get partnered too that's like that's like the goal for for the next um for the next year is to get partnered by the end of the year at least um because I've, I've really been getting up there and and con consistency has has proven to to work and and i've been growing off that but yeah as in, in a year i would hope that, that i have more amazing people to invite into my community that's amazing. And while we do that, let me thank the raid here. Carla, not Clara, Carla over here with the 273 
person raid. Carla, thank you so much for being here. Carla, I got a DM for you uh, in the near future, probably by the end of this week. But hello, all those from Carla's community. My name is Moms Online. Welcome to an episode of Inside the Streamer Studio. Today's very special guest is Royan, and we are here in the community questions segment of the show. Again, if you have any questions, exclamation mark, cue into the chat. We'd love to see some of those. We have a good handful here right now. We're getting into it. Uh, let's, let me ask this one. What's your biggest mistake and how did you learn from it, Rayon? What's your biggest mistake and how did you learn from it? Um, like biggest mistake in, in terms of like, like, let's go with streaming. streaming. Or... <clears throat> um, man, my biggest mistake was, was, uh, being inconsistent and, and, and quitting and coming back and changing my name and changing my main games and stuff. Like I, these are all things that set me back so far. I would grow and grow 50 viewers, 60 viewers, changed my name, 20 viewers, 10 mm -hmm. viewers, would grow and grow 30, 40 viewers, switch my main game from Valorant to Minecraft, 10 viewers, 20 viewers. And from there, I feel like I'm in a place now where I can alternate between Valorant and Minecraft, not mm -hmm. lose viewers because they're the loyal people that are there just to like see me for me and not just for the gameplay anymore. And I have this community now that is, you know, epic and, and, they want to be around me. So, you know, the vibes are, are still there. I love that. I love that. Um, if we were worms, would you still love us? Does someone here. I, I would. I would. If you guys were still worms, I would put you in like a little jar and like carry around. Or I'd put you in like my little shirt pocket if I have one of those and keep you guys safe. Fucking wait. That's wild. That's weird. Why would you do that? Why would you capture them? Why They're would my you? homies. They, if they want to leave, they can leave. I, I put them in the dirt. Ah, uh, okay. We'll see about that. Uh, would you get? Would you let Kyle give you a kith kith? Uh, yeah, I would. Why the hesitation there? <laughs> Why I, just, the... I just had to. I had to think about it because, like, I was like, "Well, where is he gonna kiss me on the forehead, on the cheek, on the mouth?" Uh, I don't really care. Whatever, go for it. <laughs> there you go. I know you're a big anime fan. What's your favorite anime? I grew up watching Naruto, so I have to say Naruto, but currently my favorite anime um, is probably going to be either High Rise Invasion or mm. Jujutsu Kaisen. Jesus. Okay. And why so for either? For both, I'm sorry. Um, High Rise Invasion is just like a cool concept, and it's, some, it's like very different from the animes that I've been watching, and I, I binged it in like a day, so... Um, and Jujutsu Kaisen just is like a fresh new Naruto spin-off type thing and as the same hype behind it so i've just you know been bandwagoning off that like it okay okay someone's asking how much is the boxing match i'm ready to see it listen Ryan, look what you've started all right now we have to box now you and i are going yo into the ring. moms twitch i'm telling you twitchcon san diego is it's literally like 15 minutes from my house i'll book the local ring we can hop in um spar the day before maybe like no 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 sparring it's you see this is what it is rian it is youth versus experience i'm coming in with just the local ring i'm coming in with some <laughs> you know and i don't fight fair i'm gonna tell you that right now is it is there am i my gloves plastered am i going brass knuckles am i i'm more of a wwf kind of guy <laughs> no and, wwf is staged acting though so okay like. all right buddy all right i mean yeah we'll see we'll see I, you're more of an elbow thrower though i don't know if they allow that in in boxing no, 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 no. trust me i've i've had my my but, fair uh, share of hopping in into the ring and you know getting familiar with the punching bag and, and taking a class every once in a while so i'm ready to shit? fight this motherfucker cracked his knuckles 
while he answered the question. He's like, no, 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 please. And he's talking down on Chad's. That is the biggest Chad move I've ever seen, Rayon. That's the biggest Chad move I've ever seen. And now he's feeling, again, ladies and gentlemen, one drink wonder here, all right? One drink. <laughs> you too much. You a bozo. You a clown, man. I love it. I love it. Let me ask this. Uh, we got a couple more here. We got a couple more here. What's your most memorable family event slash memory and or memory? I'm sorry. Um, my sister's wedding, probably the most memorable family event of my life. I had literally the best time. It was a month of just me hanging out with my entire extended family living in my house. Um, you know how they do it. They just fit like 50 people in one house. Yeah. Um, and so like I was sharing a, a sleeping space with like 10 other people and like, you know, the vibes were immaculate during that time. And I don't know, I just had a, the best time of my life. And my, I got to see my sister get married. I got to give a good old speech and, mm. and you know, uh, didn't find a cutie, but it's okay because um, weddings are the weddings are the, the best place to find someone. I'm just telling you because everyone's really? like you bad that? because because like, oh, someone's getting married. I'm not getting married. But then you're like, you pull up and you're like. Oh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to mix. You know, I, I don't know. I just want to like I, I'm scared that like I don't want to mac in front of my grandma. You know, I'm not trying to. True. Yeah. Like, but not but not like family, fa not family weddings, but like like. Say oh, if I'm at like someone else's wedding. wedding. Oh, 100 percent. If I if yeah. you invite me to a wedding, I am on the I'm on the prowl. I'm over there. Yeah, trying to exactly. Get no, I agree. Yeah. With you. All right. I feel with you. I feel with you. And now by saying that alone, I am not invited to any weddings now. I am. I'm invited been... to mine. Don't worry, moms. You're invited. You're getting a, this is my, my, um, in advance invitation to my wedding in the future. I want that clip, ladies and gentlemen. I need that on the record. All right. That is a verbal contract. These, uh, I'll, I will contact the, the lawyer there, but <laughs> that's fair play deal deal. All right. You got it. I'll, I'll come None. through. I'll come through bow tied up couple suspenders depends is, is, is this going to be a summer wedding is this a winter wedding what would you prefer a uh, winter for sure okay then i'll be winter. wearing a nice little coat there i got yeah well i got the loafers on we'll see hey hey it's all right you'll see you'll see all right you'll see um here's a couple more here two more here two more what is the most important lesson you learned as a child oh man treat others the way you want to be treated the golden rule it's literally the most goaded thing in in existence I treat people well in advance. Maybe they'll treat me like trash, but then I'll be like, damn, I didn't get treated well. Uh, psych, you're not my friend anymore. But then you treat other people well, and they treat you well in, in response, and then you form this bond that you just don't form with other people, you know? Mm -hmm. Every one of those those bonds are different that you form with each individual person. So it's like you get something from every friend that you have that you treat properly, you know? Yeah. Like in a in a way, you're almost selfish because like treating other people the way you want to be treated, you're doing good for others so they can be good for you. I see your point. Yeah, but I mean that's still if, if it still makes the world a better place through being kind, even though whether it be genuine or not, you know, you're being kind. You're you're not being an asshole. You're not ruining someone's day or someone's energy, someone's vibe. I mean, so be it. You know. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather that than someone outwardly trying to be malicious. I guess I'll, I'll yeah. take phony kindness over hate any day of the week. Any day of the week. Um, eh, hopefully it comes back as genuine, but you know that's a that's another that's a whole <laughs> other conversation there. Yeah. Um, last one here says, when were you the proudest in yourself, and when were you the most disappointed in yourself? 
These are some deep questions, guys. Come on. Um, yeah, I don't know who's coming for your throat. Uh, when was I the proudest of myself? Man, I was proudest of myself when I... Uh, they're, they're both um, in response to each other. The most disappointed I've ever been in myself was um, my lowest point in life uh, in, in freshman year of college. I um, had all a bunch of bad things happen, and I made some choices that, that weren't good for me. I, I did some things that I... I'm not going to talk about it on stream because um, it could be a little bit of a trigger warning for some people. And um, my proudest moment was coming out of that and and not mm. like not giving up and and losing who I was and and diverting myself off the path that I was on. You know, so that mm. that was both my lo the most disappointing and most proud moment of myself. Okay, I like it, Rayon. You did it. That's mo oh, that's most of the show. That's about like ninety-five percent of the show. All right. I appreciate okay, you so we, much. We made it. <laughs> we, got, we got one more surprise there, but uh, I appreciate you so much, dude. I appreciate you coming through, and and sharing a lot about yourself, sharing a lot of your story, of of who you are. Uh, yeah, of course. Off, man. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff, and I'll save that for the very end. Here's the thing. I need two things from you before you go. All right. Before yeah, we wrap up? into the final one. Much I'm like ready. I'm totally ready. Much like anything in life, nothing's free. So the two things I need for you is this. First one is can you go in the back end and choose a username, any name, all right? That isn't myself, a mod, or a VIP. Okay. Um, who's someone that I just don't know? <laughs> um, let's, let's, uh, who is... Oh my god, I know all these people. Alright, you know what? Let's 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 choose Audrey. Let's choose Audrey. Audrey. Why'd you yeah. go with that one? Audrey, uh she's she's cool. And deserves the best and 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 uh, does the most for her friends. So I'm just trying to get the username correct. How do you what is the, the Audrey? Oh, it's it's Starry Audrey. Starry Audrey. Oh, it's Starry. I, I was like, where the fuck is Audrey? Am I going fucking in, am I insane? <laughs> uh, Starry Audrey. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is, yes. All right, all right. So Starry Audrey, you've won VIP. It's as easy as that, all right? I will change that by the next stream. Starry Audrey, you've got VIP. Uh, Royan, you know how the, uh, the game goes. I can only have five. So you're taking out one of them here live tonight. So I have you in the chat, five VIPs. The five are Waffle EOs, Inferno Wolves, MD4MA, Valen Globe, and Truffles Q. Who are you taking out? Inferno Wolves. Wow, no hesitation. <laughs> why... I just, I, I just, why does the wolf have to be in an Inferno? Okay. This is clearly this man's buzzing hard. <laughs> this man is. Are you? Valen, I, I also saw Valen Globe in chat, and I was like, I can't, I can't snipe him live. True. You know? That's so. cold blooded. That is cold blooded. If you did that in front of his, I'd be kind of funny if I did that though. I wouldn't stop you. I wouldn't stop. <laughs> is it too late to change? No, it's too, yeah, it is too late. I'm not gonna let okay. you do it now. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. I gotta, I gotta see these people next week. Are you kidding me? Yo, I was, I yeah, I was, I was kidding, guys. Don't worry, oh, don't cancel me. I was yeah. messing around. This guy's kicking, and he's over here. He's sweating in his hands as he's kicking. He's like, oh yeah, that's a good one, <laughs> Rayon. That's a real fucking good one. 
The second thing I need from you, all right? Second thing I need from you is I am always on the lookout for new communities to join, people to watch, and possibly, possibly interview here live. You know how long that list is. It's it's at over a thousand at this point. Yeah. Um, but who is something that who is something? Who is someone that you yourself will be interested in watching? Having gone through the ringer with myself for over three and a half hours, who would you like to watch go into the studio and learn about their life both online and off? Damn man, there's too many people that I I think about first Oh my god, this is a hard decision to make. Um, ah, god. Um, I would say Afla. Uh, she's a Minecraft streamer as well. Can you spell that for me? A-F- uh, A-F-H-L-A. Okay. And why did you choose Afla? Um... I feel like Afla has a lot more to her than she lets on. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people don't know a lot about Afla. So if she was comfortable coming on the show and opening up, I feel like a lot of people would be interested in, in learning more about Afla. All right. Great. And I'm just checking out. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, got the spelling correct. Awesome. Awesome. All right. You got it. I will add Afla to that list. I'll hit her up. Uh, if she's available, if she's interested in doing it, perfect. But that's dope. All right. All of it. That's how you know it's real. It's all on this piece of paper. All right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> all right. That being said, I'm going to lean in here to the last part of the show. Okay. This, this, this show, Inside the Streamer Studio, is inspired by a 90s television show called Inside the Actor Studio, where a host slash professor, his name is James Lipton, uh, would have actors actresses and entertainers into his auditorium and classroom where students would legitimately watch live this long-form interview we're talking he'd be talking to you know brad pitts angelina jolie's the, the dave chappelle's and they'd get into their personal lives they tell they talk about their upbringing as well as their work on on the big screen or in television he did this for 23 years 277 episodes and so here tonight, on the 99th show, my own, um, I'm going to do the exact same thing with you. All right, the exact same 10 questions he had on his show. There's only three rules to this segment. The first thing is you have to answer every question. Non-negotiable. Okay. Second is that I will not speak during your answer you're gonna answer the question or i'll read you the question you answer it i'll wait for silence i'll read you the next question third thing is to keep your answer within one thought not necessarily one paragraph not necessarily one word just one sentence will do and after that um i'll tell you what i learned from my side of doing this interview with you and I'll give you the final word. All right, Royon. Sounds good. You ready? <clears throat> I'm ready. All right. Question one. 
What is your favorite word? Simply. What is your least favorite word? Like. What turns you on? Intelligence. What turns you off? Stupidity. What sound or noise do you love? Um. <laughs> um. I like it when people clap. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Um, I hear people sigh. What is your favorite curse word? Is piss a curse word? I say piss a lot. What profession? Other than your own, would you like to attempt? Ah, uh, I want to be an actor one day, hopefully. What profession would you not like to do? Accounting. That sounds boring. And lastly... Rayon, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Damn, that's a deep question. <laughs> this is something that I would need to like think on for days at a time, not just like in 30 seconds. Um... I pulled up to heaven and like if God was there, I would I'd want him to say that you made it. You, everything you've done in your life up until now has gotten you to this point and you've made it. You did the best you can, you did good for others. And welcome. <laughs> and there it is. Ladies and gentlemen. Royan, Royan, dude, there it is. Thank you oh, so you, much. You really got me with that last question, man. You pulled that one out of nowhere. I was I, dodging punches left and right, <laughs> man. Tell me this. Uh, so the clapping noise is that? Uh, it's not a round of applause kind of clapping, Yo, is it? Don't worry it's about a, it, mom. It's a different kind of clapping. Yeah, are you? It. Is this? Is this something that you're into right now? Is this all right? Is this all right? Nah, mom. Don't stand mom, up listen, if if you're hearing listen. this, right? Don't stand up if you're hearing this. Is, is that what you're getting here, Ryan? You think mom. I'm not gonna? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Look in your chat really quick. See those yeah. emotes that I put in. Yeah. 
That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh yep. my goodness. That's definitely yeah. what I'm talking about. That's why he's keeping that romantic relationship segment a little bit more uh, vague right there. All right. He doesn't want the, <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to make a symphony. He's trying to make a round of fucking applause, standing ovations, if you may, in the back room. This man is a freak. You are a freak. Rayon, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Let me uh, tell you. All right. Give me a moment. Give me a, give me a moment. I'll, I'll tell you what I've learned on my side of this show. And uh, I'll give you the final word. All right. I'm going to give you a little bit of old man speech here. Um, you are extremely impressive for a 21-year-old. And that's a weird thing to say. I don't, I don't like bringing up people's age as like whether they're impressive or not. But you've lived a lot of life is what I would, I would probably get down to. And the thing about your story that resonates with me so much, you know, and I think that's what makes a great show is, and I, I try my best to do that with every guest, where I'll find something that I could hold on to and say, oh, I felt that. Like in, in a span of three and a half hours, I got to find at least one thing. And I'm like, yo, I felt that. But moment after moment, topic after topic, there are so many things that I'm like, holy cow, yeah, I, I, that's exactly it. I mean, you and I, both minorities, we understand being the youngest in a minority, in a minority family where the expectations are high where they want answers now of our future. We understand what it is to live here in the United States uh, as, as people of color. And it is a hot topic nowadays. Um, well, has always been, but nowadays that we're more cognitive of it. Even your romantic history, I saw a bit of myself in there in terms of heartbreak and, and trying to find my footing while not knowing my own value. You kind of made a joke earlier saying that, man, I just want to be loved. And the thing about jokes is there's always a grain of truth there too. But I think what impressed me most about you was, uh, was I mean, it was within minutes of starting, in my opinion, minutes at least, uh, the sacrifice you made for your family, specifically your mom. And uh, I've talked about this a little bit on, on the show <clears throat> before I, I was in an interviewer. Um, and I, I've written about it um, a lot in my blog where, you know, myself too, I, I got a history of cancer, being a cancer survivor. And so when you were telling me all that stuff, I was looking at it through the lens of your mom. And you hanging up school to go take care of her and, and putting your life in the back burner because you wanted to do good, not do well, you wanted to do good for your mom who raised you and, and provided for you while you were younger and you needed a little bit of help is one of the biggest, it's something that can't be valued enough. It, you have my highest respect for that and I have nothing to do with it, but I know in terms of mentally what she's had to see and, and endure, at least, you know, going through the treatments and, and the fucking doctor after doctor in the news, it's not easy. It isn't. And so for you to, to sacrifice a commodity that we can't get back, your time, is... is is extremely selfless of you. 
and and that has nothing to do with this world of content creation whatever it has everything to do with what kind of person you are and so in a world of fucking bozos and face mask wearers here on the internet uh you are living a very much real life and 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 i will say this i'm so proud of uh what you're doing with yourself, both online and off. You've been doing this shit for five years here on Twitch. Five years. And you don't need to, to be, and I understand, you know, your goal is partnership and, and I'm, I'm rooting for you. You got my, my biggest voucher I can give possible for that too. I'm rooting for you. Because five years is a lot of fucking time to be sacrificing, whether it be on or off. And clearly, Yo, you moms, love this. Place. I, I'm pissed. You, I, I got, I got through the entire thing without crying, but you're giving me the very end until they say nice shit to me. Is that? Oh right? my god! Hey, you gotta let me Dude. talk. Hey, you got it's, it's the, you speak from the heart, though. That's what it is, oh, man. Oh my I, god! I, I, res <laughs> I, I respect you. I respect you a ton, and and that's coming from someone who's lived that life that that your mom had to go through, and so I see it through her lens. I see how helpless things can be and seem. And, and having a family member at your side stop their fucking life to make yours a little bit better is, it is, let's just say this, all right? I hope you never think that you're not the favorite, all right? There's no favorites in your family. They can, they can like and vibe with more, but the sacrifices you've made, that's not, that's not a favoritism thing. And that's something your siblings can't, I mean, they were, they were in the thick of their life too, as, as, as students in grad school. It's hard for them to just adjust. And you had to, and you did what you got to do. So I'm proud of you, Rayon. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see you glow up more here. I'm excited for it. I can see where you're working and where you're thriving, but I want to push you some more there too. Um, and, and who knew that it would take a tournament on Twitter? To put us together here so i am humbled and and i thank you for your time and for your story and this ain't the last time we talking and don't worry about that either uh if ever i'm in san diego i will hit you up I yo please to, man I i'll to buy you dinner a drink or anything man it, bro, i'll i'll take you in the car man it's like tesla, bro. Hands free hands free you know what oh, i'm saying about it's a tesla right it's a tesla that's right i'll, yeah. I'll see you there but um rayon i, I want to give you the final word what would you like to say to everyone that's watching live here on Twitch in the future on YouTube or listening on Spotify? Yo, you guys are fucking valid as hell. Um, you guys will always be enough. Never think that you're not enough because that is the shittiest feeling, not feeling like you're enough. Um, you guys are loved. Even when you don't feel like you are loved, there is at least one person that loves you. At least. At least. And... You being around means more to that one person than anything else. At the end of the day, you always have someone that has your back. So, mic drop. There you go. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, Rayon. Rayon, when are you going live next? I've dropped your link there. Please go follow. But when are you going live next? And what are you doing? 2, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Three, 2 or 3 p.m. tomorrow. PST. Uh, I'll probably be playing Minecraft Fiben. Good jams, good tunes, you know. There you go. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, you take care. All right. I will DM you after this show. 
thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, what thank a you way. for having me, moms. 99. What a way. Have a good one. Have a good night, all right? Say you hi too, to Ma man. for me. Peace. Take it easy. Take it Peace. easy. Peace.